No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Can you hear me? 
I can hear you. All can right. you hear you, Army? I can hear you. Let's see if we have, uh, do we have nobody with us? Nobody. Uh, nobody's here. There we go. All right. I hear nobody. I was trying to uh, send you a private message there in the, uh, you know, how we have you on the on the air. So I don't know if you yeah, saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I was having some weird audio issues. Yeah, I saw I you left know. and came back. So you sound good right now. Yeah, it, it wasn't the way I sounded. It was, uh, for some reason, um, I was getting like two different copies of the music at the same time, um, but slightly out of phase. So it would like, um, it it was almost like it was... Uh, Did it like sync up perfectly like Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz? Uh, no, it didn't sync up uh, perfectly. It was slightly, uh, slightly out of phase. So sometimes I would hear it super loud, and sometimes I would hear it very quietly, and it would go back and forth several times per second. Okay. Well, uh, at any rate, so we have the three beardos here. Uh, I'm the Reverend Captain Kickass. The, the three wise asses. Who, who are you? Who, who am I? Who am I? State your. Please state your name and occupation. Well, at least you're <laughs> speakless matinee. Thank you. And then who's this other guy? I'm uh, nobody. All right. And this is uh, episode 14 of Beard Talk Live. The uh... holy shit, we survived episode 13. I know, I right? Know. We have crossed the Rubicon. And also, uh, somebody pointed out that even though we Where started is the Rubicon. Uh, it's right next to the Rubik's Cube, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I, I know do... it's a river somewhere. But Are you I don't eating know while doing is. a show, nobody? Shame on you. Me you know never. better. You know better. That's bad audio. I'm a bad man. Bad audio is a hate crime. <laughs> uh, we did survive episode 13, and I think Peakless pointed out that even though we started the episode on the 12th, we ended on the 13th. Mm -hmm. So episode 13 was published on the 13th, even though it was dated the 12th, because when we start at 1030, we don't oh, get done fancy. until 130. So it was our golden show so far. Golden Which I just shower? thought of, 1030 is like a 13 with two extra zeros. Okay. All right. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it is. Mm -hmm. um, we seem to have... I'm just gonna. I'm just checking on some technicalty things and just making sure that uh, you know everything's doing what I think it's supposed to be doing, and uh, this, that, and the other. So, welcome to our listeners, episode fourteen. Uh, I mean, we could talk about all sorts of stuff it, during Free Talk Live. We were still talking about uh, uh, bankster fraud. I mean, Sam Bankman fried. Hmm. Uh, Freed, Fred, whatever. Uh, I like calling him Bankster Fraud. Right. Um, I, I like I, calling him shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, motherfucker and, and tits. Yeah. I would never call him tits. It seems too nice to call him all of those things, especially being that that's generally mm. a tribute to, uh, you know, uh, He's one definitely of my a shit, piss, cocksucker. Who are we talking about? Sam Bankman Fried. Sam Bankman? Oh, no. I would definitely not let him nurse on the snotty end of my meat whistle. Right? Yeah. I, I would was... not piss on him if he was on fire. I yeah, I wouldn't piss I on him. I might piss on him if, if he fire. wasn't. Mm, that's fair. 
I, I was talking about during Free Talk Live the differences between the state's response to the following three things. Number one, the Crypto Six. Number two, library and, and the SEC, you know, and their whole case. And then mm-hmm. uh, the response to uh, FTX, right? The whole debacle and the, mm-hmm. the crash and loss of billions of dollars. And how different the government reaction mm-hmm. is to all three of those situations, even though they all involve cryptocurrency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. And, it, it, you it, know, they yeah. all almost certainly involve, um, well, broken. Uh, well, let me not say that. The, uh, the FTX thing or XTC or whoever the fuck they are. It's FTF uh, or FTX. FTF. Yeah, FTX. FTX. Yeah. Um, like Federal Trade Exchange I mean, or something. Right? Obviously, like, yeah. involve some seriously broken laws. I mean, they were a billion dollar uh, company. And according to some of the papers I've seen, they literally did not have an accountant. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, wow. or, or at least from but what I've read, they that, will yeah. never go down wow. for it because those pieces of shit. We're giving money to the DNC like it was going out <laughs> oh, of style. Oh yeah, right. Like and if the, literally the, the worst only... pieces of shit were accepting the money like yeah. it was going out of style. If literally the only motherfucker in the world who gave more money to the Democratic National Committee than you was George Soros, yeah, you're pretty well protected at that point. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I gotta say, nobody. Thank you so much for uh, on the radio talking about the fact that this is a, a money laundering circle because that that seems to be one of the ignored parts of this. People story. are people are missing that. People aren't yeah. uh, people aren't understanding how this scam worked, and this was not some stupid kids who fucked up. They no. may be stupid and they may have fucked up, although. I think they'll be just fine. They'll probably just get a job at MSNBC, but uh, that's what all, that's where all the disgraced Democrats go. But I mean, uh, I, I mean to but be... the thing is, that's the vital thing, and it plays right into what I've been talking about for months, which is it's a huge fucking coincidence <laughs> that the country <laughs> we're sending hundreds of millions of billions, billions. of dollars yes, billions. to happens to be the same country that bribed Hunter Biden to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. So they're getting a thousand to one payoff mm-hmm. yeah, out of a- our money. Yeah, hundreds of millions, dude. Zelensky and I'm farts in hundreds of millions of dollars fly right. out. Yeah, Are no, you still there? tens of billions of dollars. Can you not hear us? Uh, hang on, yep. stand by. I was ranting it myself. I guess. No, we hear no, you. No, no, no. What happened? We we hear you. I don't know. Uh, can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Right. There we go. Uh, somebody pressed something and it wasn't me, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what okay. happened, but I unpressed it. Well, that's, now you're back. I don't know exactly what happened, but <laughs> well, my that browser was it? minimized. That shouldn't matter, but uh, yeah, I maybe don't know. it does. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did hear your entire rant, so uh, Peakless, you were trying to say something in response. Oh, uh, so to be fair, like I am honestly 50-50 on like 
was this basically the the like okay on the one hand this very e very easily could be a complete setup like a straight up uh, uh, a planned attack on cryptocurrency but to be I fair i think that's part of it but to be fair but like, it's not just an attack on cryptocurrency it's also a massive heist oh yeah oh absolutely yeah now to be fair though on the other hand it could just be the the actual market cleaning up bad actors because like you can get away with this shit in the controlled financial market right yeah there, there'd be a if this happened to a bank right we'd see another round of bailouts we'd see governments uh, literally raping taxpayers again for mm -hmm. billions of dollars to bail out this entity where that's not possible with this particular entity. It would have to be a pretty big bank for that. If a if a regional bank did something like this, I think people would go to prison. Oh, mm. probably. I I do. It's uh I mean, sure. I didn't if, know banks if, could be uh, regional. Oh yeah, there's there's lots of regional banks. SunTrust is a regional bank. Uh, most banks for that matter are are regional as i discovered when i was selling uh selling crypto um they uh yeah most of them are most of them are regional but yeah i mean like as far as i can tell what really triggered the whole 2008 collapse was like for once they did not immediately bail out a bank and it just freaked everyone out they're like oh god i don't know what the rules are now I thought the rules no. were that the banks can be as irresponsible as possible and you will always bail them out. See, what you're forgetting, though, is how profitable that crash was. Okay. Now, imagine what would have happened if they'd handled that like they were living under capitalism first. Okay. Because that is a beautiful dream. If they'd been living under capitalism, all of those houses, uh, all of the banks, all the biggest banks would have been bankrupt. All of that real estate mm -hmm. would have been right. dumped on the market yep. at the same time at auction mm -hmm. where you have to pay cash. And it would have been the biggest transfer of wealth from rich people to poor people in history. Right. And we've yep. seen but, uh, we've seen several of those go the other way in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, COVID but, being the biggest and, one that I know of. Yeah, and and that's the thing. That's why that's when I left uh, when I when I left uh, Citigroup is is when I figured out that this was planned, that that this was exactly what they intended to do. Mm. That they uh, that they, you know, it was it was just a fucking scam. Mm. Now, what do you mean um, when you say and, you and left? I was like, I can't work for these fucking people. Oh, I didn't know you were working for them at the time. Yeah, I was working for a company called Automated Trading Desk down in uh, down in South Carolina, um, uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is uh, like we could we could walk out of our building and look across and see Fort Sumter. Um, okay. Yeah, but, 2000, uh, 2008 was a, a big wake-up mm -hmm. call for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown comes to mind. It w like that was where he went, oh, I cannot ethically do my job in finance because I do not know what's going to happen. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was because I did know what was going to happen. Um, you know, and, and there was a time 
when when the Citibank suits were running around, they were fucking scared. You know, yeah, yeah. and and then one day I come in and everybody's the the brass, they're all chill and they're all laughing, and I'm like, oh fuck, the fix is in. You know, mm. I didn't even want to be working for Citibank. They just bought the company <laughs> like a month after I started there. That's but what happened. It was a cool job too. It was uh, basically it was uh, it was writing programs that would then trade stock. Um, so they would oh, have that sounds so. They fun. had connections Automated to a whole bunch desk. of. Uh, yeah, they they had connections to all these different um stock exchanges and so they would do things like you know if the price of a stock on one exchange uh went lower than the price on another exchange uh they would buy it on the cheap exchange and sell it on the expensive exchange until the price is equalized yeah arbitrage yeah. is what that's called exactly the right. yeah that is arbitrage mm -hmm. um and and that's Actually, my interview question there, they asked me, uh, uh, or the, my favorite interview question there was, uh, was about a thing called the efficient markets theorem. And the efficient markets theorem basically posits that there are no opportunities for profit because anything that's, that's, uh, uh, because the market is is efficient, so it keeps things um, so it keeps things w well in hand, and that's mm -hmm. a that's a Keynesian thing. And uh, my interviewer said, "Well, what do you think of that theorem?" I said, "Well, hmm. it's 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 a, it's taking the results of people's actions uh, as." Just, just the way of the world. The reason the markets are 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 efficient is because when price when when gas is expensive in Europe and cheap in China, the Chinese will sell gas to Europe right at at a profit. Yeah, the um, same thing happens with uh, with like uh, uh, the rates of debt. So, like, if you're mm -hmm. if it's cheap to borrow money in this country and expensive to borrow money in this country, uh, they'll arbitrage that too for a nice hefty profit. Mm -hmm. All right, oh, uh, sure. Uh, let's they, put they arbitrage everything. They are. I mean, that's the whole thing with uh, with the uh, you know people are always complaining that that American workers aren't keeping up with uh, you know they're not doing as well as they used to do, and that's kind of predictable when you have rich countries and poor countries because poor people will work cheaper than rich people mm -hmm. and so if you have poor countries and rich countries it'll make sense to move businesses into the poor countries but that only works until the countries equalize right which we're mm -hmm. we're starting to see some of that uh let's uh it's gonna be a long time before before it before it equalizes because they're fighting it yeah let's uh let's table this discussion because uh we have a caller beard talk live who the fuck is this i'll bet it's oh, some drunk bastard well well uh i was concerned about your poor audio quality so <laughs> so talk to us well, should I? I don't know. I got it I, right now. My phone is low on battery. I got it on the speaker, just so we can uh, do this. 
coercion here. All right, all right. Also, uh, before before we go on, though, uh, Major, uh, I'm just going to unmute this other thing, and I'm going to have this other person uh, speak into this microphone here. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Oh, uh, good night. Yeah, so get, get right up on it. Not morning just yeah. yet. Get, get right up on it. Let, it. let it touch your beard. Okay. It's glorious. <laughs> yep. Yep. There, it's, uh, there tell, we go. Tell our audience who, who the fuck you are. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Rob <laughs> from Vermont. Rob for, from Vermont. <laughs> Absolutely. Just and decided a fucking beard, randomly, randomly to stop by, so we yep. put him in a chair. Yep. So, so did we just have like the Matrix happen in real life? <laughs> where like you call in enough and then you just like come through the phone line <laughs> and now you're with us in the studio i, I don't know but uh, <laughs> i think so i know major pain is online with us uh, nobody is is with us remotely peakless you and i are here and rob from vermont is here i think five of us this might actually be the most beard that has ever appeared on Beard Talk Live. Yeah. On fathomable levels of beard. It's a good thing. Beard that has ever appeared. I like that. And it's total chaos. Everybody's (laughs) trying to talk at the same time. Yeah, it's probably too many people. We all made it past Friday the 13th. What? Remember? Last week. That was your 13th show. And when it went to 1 a.m., that was Friday the 13th. It was not. It would have been Sunday the 13th. Yeah. Yep. Ah, well, damn, my bad. So, so Major. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't have uh, Friday after Saturday anymore. Must have been the, the clock change. The I'm a redneck some bitch. You know that. Yeah, the, they moved the Friday to before Saturday around the time they abolished Moonlight Savings Time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to abolish daylight savings time. Oh but my God, wouldn't that fun. be beautiful? I thought they were too, and then like I heard that this was going to be the last fucking year, and now I don't know because other people are like, yeah, they say that every year, and I'm like, dude, there like is it. no way that the government is going to give up control over time. Seriously, think about that. We as a society have allowed the government to tell us when it when it is, like what the time is. They have control over time. They can move this forward or backward as they see fit. They're never going to give up that power. I mean, it's control the vertical and the horizontal. (laughs) No, I have have you seen the outer limits? Oh yeah. All right, hang on, guys. Let Major say something. Go ahead, Major. Chickens tell time. What? They know when the sun rises. Mm. They know when to drop their load. Well, it's pretty fucking bright, they you know. They can't fly, but they are the bombers that feed us. I mean, and you... right now, I got to tell you something I know about Turkey Day, seeing as how we got Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah, that we do. No fair using your damn magic rectangles. <laughs> All right. So, which uh, president initiated Thanksgiving? Ooh. Good question. Thanksgiving existed before the Constitution. Well, I mean, really? Did not. No, no, no. Oh, no, it absolutely did. Pilgrims, wasn't it the Pilgrims? Yeah, yeah, it was the Pilgrims that had the Thanksgiving first. Now, fun fact, they actually learned that uh, tradition from the Jewish. Yep. It's uh, it's the Feast of Tabernacles. I'm going to answer the question for you so we don't waste time. It was Abraham Lincoln. President Lincoln. He had a damn fine prayer to go along with it, trying to unite the nation. Okay, now I got another fun huh, So he did do prayer. one good thing in his life. Huh. No, 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 no. Oh, this is bullshit. Now. Don't be so bullshit. Hard on them. Bullshit. I call bullshit shenanigans. Yeah, he is the guy that made it a national the holiday, Pilgrims. though. 
in November 1621, long before Lincoln lived, after the Pilgrims' first corn yeah, harvest they said proved a prayer successful. And then they said a prayer. I agree with that. And then Lincoln made it a national holiday. That was my point. All right? So, well, they just no, stole our fucking holiday. For you. I got another turkey question for you, seeing as how you want to act like damn fucking hens and turkeys and shit. Okay, which wow. state consumes bird talk turkey? <laughs> it's apparently it's turkey beard, talk beard, beard. beard is the weird. What's the question, Major? What state consumes the most turkey on Thanksgiving? Ooh. Uh, uh, no, no, no fun with your cell phones, neither. Uh, I'm going to go with California. Uh, just from population. I was going to go with New York. I'm going to go with, well, what's got the largest population? What state's the biggest state? Texas? California. California? Uh, Texas is second, I think. I'll go Texas because less vegan. Yeah, that's true. California. But not in proper order. California, Ashley. Seeing as how it has the largest population of turkeys, but, as far as mindsets of man, consumes the most turkey, which is unfathomable to me. I know Texas likes deep frying their birds, and uh, I'm up in there here in the Northeast, so yeah, we love turkey. But uh, I would, I would have figured New York too. But he was Richie was right, California. Richie's not even on the show right now, Ricky. <laughs> He's, he's called me nobody, no, and I like, yeah. yeah. Hey, Ricky, Ricky you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. <laughs> Major, we might have to take a stripe away from you or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, hey, dude, Majors I don't have stripes. They have I, stars. I can't tell who the hell I'm talking to. Um, it's no, really not that difficult to tell who the hell you're talking to. Like, well, for I'm one, saying, we literally uh, announce saying, it over and over again, who is here. Like, when we come back from the break, just about every time we say who's there. Um, and, like, if you pay real close attention, I have a different voice than both Richie uh, and nobody. Richie? Well, I... Richie Rich? I, I, uh, oh, and Conan, for that matter. And nobody earlier tonight. So, give me... Go ahead. Take a stripe off me. I'm down to Captain. Oh, Lieutenant no. Payne doesn't sound good. Yeah, we can't have Captain two. Payne. No, we can't, can't do have, that. Can't Corporal have two Payne. Oh, Corporal Payne. Ooh, Ooh Private Payne. Like that. Private Payne. Private Payne. <laughs> bust them all around. I'll bust you down to Private so fast it'll make your head spin. <laughs> no, I got a better one for you. I'm Corporal Punishment. <laughs> he'll change his name plus get busted down <laughs> i like it mm. i'm just gonna call you major go flipping the bricks on me flipping the bricks flipping the bricks that's bricks. you don't want to fuck with a mason's grunt motherfucker got four arms like popeye Turn your fucking head popeye's right only quick. got two arms dude <laughs> Uh, Did you know that Alexander the Great had an infinite number of arms? Who? Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, he had he an had infinite number of, of arms. How's that? You see, <laughs> Alexander the Great was a great general. 
great generals are forewarned. Forewarned is forearmed. Now four is an even number, but is an odd number of arms for a man to have. The only number that is both even and odd is infinity. And therefore, Alexander the Great had an infinite number of arms. He conquered the whole known world by the age of 28. Hmm. Right. That's an amazing conquest right there. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, if you look back into history, like, the accomplishments that people had at what seems to us as very young ages is just riddled throughout all of history. I mean, like, the the first admiral to, uh, well, he wasn't an admiral at the time, but uh, to command a uh, battleship in America was 12 years old at the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we used to be able to expect from people. And sure, well, that's an you know, outlier, maybe, live but 24 like four years, you gotta hurry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That. We still see like super young people doing stuff all the time, like you know, oh, such and such. Look, they're the twelve-year-old prodigy guitar player or drummer or whatever, right? You know, we see that frequently. Well, yeah, but I mean, like in, in the arts, at least. Yeah, but I mean, like in ter- I don't mean in terms of talent or or skill or anything. I mean just in terms of like responsibility of like uh, you know like. If you screw this, if you fuck up, people die. Like, you have to, there is a lot resting on your shoulders. And that's what I think that they're trying to remove from us is the ability to have responsibility and accountability at any age. Because that's when we, we definitely have. Fucking, that's when we were dealing with nature, not nurture. This whole honeysuckle, sugar tit bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... is that what you put in your turkey? <laughs> <laughs> he 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 might be a major, but apparently he's a master baster. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Based. make a fucking I'm a cunning linguist. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make a turducken. I'm gonna take a turkey and a what the hell they do? They take it's a, a duck. Well, a, yeah, it's actually in the chicken. name. Yeah, it's turkey, duck, and chicken. Turducken. Yep. Hey, I got yep. one for you. My my. Uh, uh, Oh, I got a doc that I work for quite regularly, and uh, he runs a health food store. And he told me he want he they they wanted a hundred and fifty dollars for an organic turkey. Wow, fifty dollars. Yeah. What are you gonna do with an inorganic turkey? What the <laughs> fuck do they make them out of? Brass. Well, brass no, turkey. Yeah, a brass <laughs> turkey. <laughs> Because there's there's a bunch of Amish down south of us, oh, and they raise, you know, they don't do no funny shit with their crops. That's and true. Their food and, is food. Uh, well, there was this one cat down there, and he had signs out there by the side of the road, and he's selling chickens and ducks and turkeys and whatnot. Oh, my. And so Doc tells me about this $150 turkey. And I say, well, why in the hell don't you go down there to Nicholson Hill Road to that fella? And he says, well, his son tried to get organic a while back, and there's a place around here called Organic Valley, and you can get on the sales list to sell all proper shit, right? But uh, they denied his uh, inception because of all the Roundup and crap that had been sprayed upon his fields. Roundup's got a 20-year life factor in the soil. It fucks. Shit. Probably live longer than you. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, probably will. My boy's <laughs> going to prison. I'll probably be dead for him and round up or both dead. But thanks wow. for the fucking encouragement. <laughs> We're here to help you out, Major. I, I really wasn't talking about you specifically. I was saying that, like, generically, you lay out some 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 fucking round roundup, and its life gets longer, and your life gets shorter, and next thing you know, the fucking herbicide outlives you. Well, you got to stick around, man. How specifically? The the fucking tail here. Major, you got to stick around or you'll never become a general pain. If the fucking fire. He's already a general pain. Good God almighty, you boys ain't going to give me no rest. I'm going to have to go in a fucking pine box to get dead of you. All right, so the farmer that I recommended him to go to to buy his turkeys, he said he'd been dealing with this pup of his, the, the son of the father, and trying to get him into Organic Valley and, you know, stop the Roundup shit and feeding his foul proper feed and whatnot. And, uh, well, a couple of years later, he went back down there and the boy had been feeding the chickens Roundup, or, or yeah, Roundup fucking corn. And, wait, uh, wait, wait, the Amish? The Amish person kitty. was feeding the chickens Roundup corn? The farmer. The son of the farmer. The old man was probably getting peaked, but he, he he bought into all this bullshit about Roundup. Okay. But anyway, the fucking chickens from having this feed got so skinny that Doc says, I can't sell these fuckers in my health food store. They look like fucking roadrunners. Sure. No, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, so like there's actually a theory that the whole uh, uh, gluten-free problem. fast food. Like the, the. the Nice. Uh, Don't smart ass. <laughs> oh, is this dumb well, enough for you? I gotta even you out be a dumbass. Dumb but we're the three wise asses. Don't you know? <laughs> oh no, you're fucking Larry Moe and Curly sometimes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but yeah, so like, there's a theory that the whole gluten-free thing has uh, has way more to do with Roundup than it does uh, with gluten. It is it- sort of sort of bizarre because. Uh, people being allergic to gluten like i don't remember that existing prior to the year 2000 mm-hmm. like yeah, i'm not it saying a, it didn't exist i'm just 30 saying years I, ago no more i think 20 years yeah, yeah i don't like it's been a recent phenomena mm-hmm. i i don't remember any kid in my school in any grade you know all the way through high school uh, having anything remotely sounding like a gluten allergy or a diet requirement that required them to have gluten-free foods. That, of course, it, again, our generation wasn't giant pussies either. <laughs> there is that. I there, remember this with the inception of white bread. Racist. <laughs> oh, fuck you. But yeah, so so the the white thing flour. is the thing is <laughs> white flour. White flour. <laughs> so the thing is like there's a one two punch here where we're breeding a a uh, a higher uh uh uh, caloric content into our wheat, which means it has a bigger chunk of gluten, yeah. and gluten is perfect at absorbing glyphosate, which is what Roundup right. is, and Roundup is fucking toxic. Yep. So, I mean, that very well uh, may who be isn't the... these days? Hmm? 
I said, who isn't these days? I don't know, but I want to go back to the $150 turkey for a minute because that motherfucker better, like, baste itself <laughs> and cook itself perfectly. It better hop out of the oven by itself when it's done and come and wave at me and be like, yo, time for cutting. Hey, I tell you what, the best fucking chick- chicken I ever cooked was a beer can chicken. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking maybe a quart bottle in a turkey would be a fine supplement. Bottles generally don't work. Uh, you have to have the open-ended can if you're going to do beer can chicken. Uh, no, a, you got a quart bottle of beer's got an open end. It'll boil out. Yeah, but if it's a bottleneck, it it won't it won't uh, moisturize in the correct way. What you want to do is you probably want to get a forty ounce can, right? Cut the top off, you know, bend the tips of it down, then shove that bastard where it's supposed to go, and then cook your turkey that way. You could do a beer can turkey. You just need a big enough can to fit the hole in the turkey. Well, we need bigger turkeys. You remember those? Uh, those I don't like. I don't. I, I'm afraid of giant you, turkeys, Major. Man. I don't think we can have bigger turkeys. I'm afraid of no, giant no, turkeys. No, no, I'm thinking about the size of the can. You remember the big beer cans they sell during the holidays? A whole that gallon of beer. There's this little self-tapping keg thing. Oh yeah. If yeah. We, if we had bigger turkeys, we could put one of them in there. Well, yeah, but you don't need that. They they already sell big enough cans. They sell forty ounce cans of whatever. It's fine. Yeah, every every year I see bigger cans than the year before. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out some pretty to big cans. Or I guess that's the biggest bird I can think of. Big bird. Big bird. <laughs> big oh, bird. I got one with one of the ostrich. Kegs. What's that? Hey, ostrich. Ostrich. Yeah. yeah. This FX character. I got a theme song for him. Bank man. I think we've reached. I think we've reached peak, uh, uh, major. Yes, I, I, I think we've got a major, major. Yep. Hey, major, we're gonna let you go. Thanks for calling, bro. Yep. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you're listening, you want to call. Phone lines are open. There are no operators standing by. You can cuss freely. Speaking of which. Oh. I mean, and like I know, I know no there was operators. the insult sort of lobbed by nobody at uh, at uh, Bankman Fraud, but I think that now that Rob's here, we should really go through the 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 great chant of having no FCC oversight. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Ready? Shit, shit, shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, motherfucker and tits. tits. The seven words you can't say on TV. Yep. All right, I feel better. Or the radio. Yeah. 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 I feel better. Nobody, your audio sometimes moves in and out. Are you uh, just using whatever's on your hardware there, your built-in mic? Um, I am using a headset. Ah, okay. All right. A cheapish headset. That's fine. I'll the try. USB variety. I will try but... and attenuate you a bit. Okay. Consider yourself attenuated. <laughs> I am the attenuator. <laughs> just add that to my list of ATOR band names. Attenuator. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yes. Uh, so we were talking about uh, four, six, eight. Who do we attenuate? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, apparently. Oh, are we here? <laughs> did I lose you guys? Oh, you did. I don't know what you did, but you did the exact same thing again. Yeah, you did the exact same thing again. Whatever it was, it actually mutes the audio you're receiving. Nobody. So yeah, it, it might be. <laughs> 
I got a little pop up could on my you screen. Hear me? I could, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what, for some reason, uh, it's muting uh, your audio whenever mm-hmm. whatever happened happened. So I'll keep an eye on it. I got a little pop up on the screen that says you're now muted, and I'm like, well, let me click unmute. Okay, there we are, and we're back. So hey, what do you I'll call uh, sleeping with a supermodel? Attenuate. Oh. I never ate a 10, but I once ate two fives. And I think that should count. <laughs> oh, good God. They'll put you in prison for that shit. <laughs> we're not talking age. We're talking like scale of uh, attractiveness. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to clarify things for you. <laughs> ah, you know the best uh, thing about 45-year-olds? There's, there's 40, 40 of, of them. them. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to tell, uh, I have to, we rarely talk about beards here on beard talk live outside of introducing ourselves. And, you know, like there's some, if you're at watch.freetalklive.com, you can see that, you know, there's some bearded fellows about, but, uh, I, I, I had to trim my shit, my beard, I had to yep. trim it, yep. uh, recently. And, uh, what happened is, uh, it it looked a little lopsided, like one side like looked like it was growing a little faster than the other, and I'm like, oh, I better I better even that up a little bit, and then I did it, and then it was crooked the other way, and I'm like, fuck, I really screwed that up, so I had to do it yet a third time, and so I took off a bit more than I really wanted to, but it's come back pretty fucking quickly. What they say about trimming it is true. You want it to grow faster, just trim it more often. Yeah, it does stimulate the follicles. So, if you don't mind my segue whiplashing, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of want to hear what uh, what uh, everyone thinks about uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, choice to step down as the the um, like House Minority Leader. I I could be much happier if she just sort of stepped down to being a human being. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was how I thought we would end up like not having her running the show anymore. Was just you know being mortal. But no, she's actually abdicating, and I don't, I don't trust it. Like it's kind of nice, but I don't trust it. And like she has been just the absolute worst for years, and nowhere except California could possibly elect that woman. Well, I, you know, I'm no uh, fan she of is horrible. I'm no fan of any politician. So the less of them, I think, the better off humanity is. It's my opinion. You would have thought that they would have said that same thing about Diane Feinstein. What about Diane Feinstein? Well, I mean, she wants to regulate firearms and take guns from people and stuff like that. Mm, you know, yeah. and look how long he's been. She's been in office. Huh. Yeah. News to me. I don't. Uh, I. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, she uh, information about Diane Feinstein has not been forced down my throat, uh, unfortunately. So I, I welcome any and all politicians uh, stepping down immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be even better if they would all just sort of do it all at the same time and we could get rid of this uh, evil institution known as government. Well, I mean, it's possible you get your wish because no one has faith in the voting process anymore. No. Nope. Like, no, uh, no, I, no one trusts it. When, when you look at the voting process, should you have ever had any faith in it? to begin with no no you, know? you should not like like i can understand uh you know i don't know like uh, in a business sense if you join an organization and you know you're making a widget or whatever and you know maybe you own shares in the business or something that like y- you vote on things and like okay i could see that as a a practical application within you know a business application right but when it comes to 
whatever the hell this is, right? Hmm. Like like the rotating tyrant of the of the month club or the year or the quad year, right? Uh, what, what, once every fortnight or whatever, you know, we we got to change the puppet in the chair. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's done nothing. People have been voting for lesser government since voting was invented, mm-hmm. and they've never gotten it. Not once. Yeah, that's one of those things where every single person I've ever seen elected was was always the anti-war candidate. Every single fucking time. And what, what happened, happened to, to that? Uh, oh, wouldn't you know it? We keep adding new wars. Yeah. And like there, there are so many other organizations that do voting and do it well right in front of our very eyes. I keep going back to like the Dancing with the Stars or the what's the like the voice Right, these types of these these shows that are on television, mm-hmm. where like people call in and vote for shit, right? And like they tabulate millions of votes in like ten minutes immediately, and they yeah. account for all the discrepancies and double voting and you know all that, and they have a curve that it's rated on all that kind of shit, and like they do it well, but like for whatever reason, when it comes to fucking electing these tyrants. Right, no one can get it straight. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is part of what well, gives me hope. Well, it takes longer though. when you have to rig the vote, <laughs> which of course they do. Precisely. Well, and so uh, weirdly enough, rigging the vote is kind of a demonstration of your ability to govern. Because I mean, if you think about it, you have to coordinate people throughout this big old cumbersome country. And throughout this country, you were able to fake more votes than your opponent does kind of demonstrate that you are good at coordinating a giant uh, network of things. Just a thought. But the the fact that we are actually losing faith in the voting process is actually a really big white pill to me because it's the one thing that every politician can agree on. No one is allowed to question. Because they mm, all they won't even answer it. the question, anyways. You ask them questions, you never get an answer, right? You know, yeah. Like all the Congress critters were were really, really excited about the whole January sixth thing. None of us could care less. The January sixth thing is just—it's such bullshit, right? It, it's like I can't believe that they have gotten the fucking mileage out of that that they've gotten. They haven't right? though. No, they've gotten a ton of mileage out of that fucking thing. They're still talking about it. It was a minor blip. It had nothing to do with, like, they tried to take over the government. No, they didn't. Well, they had a fucking guided fucking tour. Well, sure, they're still talking about it because their media puppets will talk about whatever the, they fucking the want The attempted to. insurrection. No, that was not an attempted insurrection. But here's the thing. No one is paying any attention to it. Like, if you, because they, they put it on TV. Like The wh- Dems are. Still on TV. They've still got their panties in a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> but none of the people actually watched that fucking thing no none even the democrat voters don't care well to be fair i did watch it live as it was happening Hmm. i had like two or three different like you know whoever was there they were streaming on you know like the youtube or one of them types of types of channels with the video the twitch or whatever and so i had like three different browser windows open you know seeing the crowd and then seeing the people like you know scaling the fence and that kind of a thing. Watching the old men with canes, like you know, rah, 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 you know. No, I'm, I'm old talking man about like shakes the, fist. the the whole like trial thing of it, though. Oh, the trial no thing. No one, yeah. no one tuned in. Like absolutely abysmal viewership. Uh, were you going to well, say? Well, I mean, I think a lot of those times, the reason why they don't tune in is because 
you know, they're preoccupied with Dances with the Stars or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something like that. Well, yeah, sure. And then while that's going on, they're stabbing us all in the back. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, but that's the thing. The the This puppet show was less entertaining or interesting or threatening or whatever than Dancing with the Stars or whatever else people decided to tune into that, that particular moment. Well, this kind of thing has been going on long before any one of us was thought of. Mm, that's you know? true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They do pull these, mm, I'll call them stunts, right? Like January 6th, I think, publicity stunt for the state. A PR move. I think this whole FTX Sam Bankman fraud thing is another publicity stunt for the state. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. These are these are marketing gimmicks mm-hmm. that they use from time to time to uh, either take more control, which of course is you know, what they want to do. They want more for them and less for you. Uh, or to distract you from something else that might be going on that you should be paying attention to. Yeah, either uh, whether it was staged or uh, genuine, they will definitely not let an opportunity go to waste to uh, attack crypto. And I do think that this is like this is it. I think this is the the beginning of the 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 attack on cryptocurrency that I've been waiting for. Because like it's they can't attack it directly. Because right. usually what they do, oh well, we'll just make it illegal and you know shoot people that uh, argue with us, or you know kidnap them, put them in cells, all that sort of thing. But you just literally can't in this case. I don't see them raiding like Tom Brady's home, <laughs> with the FBI and Bearcats right. and fucking drones and you know men with military equipment and tanks and battering rams and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. I don't see them, uh, you know, deploying a international task force to go extract Mr. Bankman fraud from whatever fucking island he's sipping my ties on. Right. Uh, you know, any of the executives, I don't see, you know, I see nothing being targeted there. So what is, I mean, we, we've talked about, okay, FTX was filtering money to the Democratic National Party, right? So we got that. But between, but excluding that, what is the difference between FTX uh, the library case and the crypto six why is there such a discrepancy in government's reactions to those three things right because the government well, did not we raid. do an anarchist radio show none of those guys don't do um you know the library coins guys are anarchists mm-hmm. um the ft ftx assholes we're begging for regulation. Mm-hmm. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. Well, and I mean, it's not for nothing that like, okay, the reason he's Bankman Fried is because both of his parents are very famous in their little circles. Like this is one well-connected motherfucker. Seriously well-connected. So like, uh, like all these wacky connections where like, oh, well, it turns out the current head of the SEC was under his father I remember once upon that. a time. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, this it's it's such it's and his such mom's connected shit. to something somewhere. Somehow, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like big. It, it's big regulation. But is like, really what it is like, like the SEC certainly came after library. Uh, but there were no SWAT raids. There was no, you know what I mean? Uh, there was no show of violence when it came, when it came to library. And I'm not saying that like, you know, somehow one's better. No, I'm saying that first of all, within government, they can't even agree on the definition of cryptocurrency, right? 
Uh, some are like, it's a security. Some are like, oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a currency? Oh, we don't know. Is it a security? I don't know. Right? Like, they and can't I'm, even agree amongst themselves yeah. what the fuck cryptocurrency is. Yeah, the tech is too new to even know what it is. So I don't understand how they can have such severe uh, discrepancies in their reactions. Well, so one part of that, I think, is very simply like, in the case of the Crypto 6, the reason that you had uh, a bear cat jamming through the, the door in the window and all that, part of it was just to pull the plug on our radio show. And that is a way that they could do yeah. that with plausible deniability. Yeah, they didn't They didn't know they had the captain around. Yeah. And with library, well, they don't have, uh, they, they don't have the motive to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is library... Uh, for the library is partially, I think, for the same reason they're all they all have their panties in a bunch about uh, Elon Musk, because if library coin succeeds, then that then YouTube is going to become a lot less effective for uh, controlling public opinion. Well, and it should like YouTube should not have a monopoly or a pseudo monopoly on video content on the internet. Mm-hmm. There should be a right. hundred YouTubes right now. I know that there's, exactly. there, there's a few that I like Venmo or Venmo. Uh, what am I thinking of? Rumble? No, no, no. It's this, the number two uh, to YouTube. It is like Venmo or Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo. Vimeo. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Vimeo. Right. I know library exists. I know Twitch exists. Uh, Vaughn live exists. Uh, there's a few other ones that I know exist, but like, that's a handful. There should be hundreds. Mm -hmm. Like I should be able to click, play a video on, you know, my friend's social media accounts, which, uh, which there should be hundreds of those too. There are now, I guess, but like more than two of them should be super popular. Right. But it should be like, it should be random. Oh, this video was Twitch. Oh, this video was this company. This video was that other provider. Right. Well, so I think there's this, uh, there's this thing that the government does where they have agencies pretend to be companies. And Google is one such entity, as is Facebook. So, like, it gives the appearance that they're competing in a free market, and, oh, no, it's just that people chose that. But what's actually happening, number one, they got their money from the government in the first place, and that's fucking documented. Number two, the enforcement of regulation always favors them. So, yeah, you have these, these... government agencies masquerading as companies and that lets all of their little plebs say oh yeah well it's a private company they can do what they want they can censor all they want because they're a private company in spite of the fact that they're not even close to a private company yeah it is interesting uh how common people when somebody of authority presents themselves and says something to them they just go oh yeah i'll do that without questioning it or going why or anything like that. I'll give you an example. Uh, back in the Seattle area, there's one of these uh, movie theaters that uh, serves booze and beer, right, while you watch a movie. So, And it was near where I lived, and so I walked over there. Uh, and instead of ordering one beer, I ordered a pitcher of beer because I'm a big dude. The movie was going to be long. I didn't want to, like, interrupt the movie to, you know, order multiple beers during the movie. So I ordered a pitcher, roughly three beers, right, three pints in, in one pitcher, right? And so, uh, and I've done this before at this place many times or whatever. It was a new waitress. She refused. 
She was like, no, I can't do that. It's against our policy. And I'm like, well, I got to call BS because I've done it a bazillion times before. You know, uh, can I can I talk to your McManager? And she got mad at me or whatever and started saying blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, look, fine. Uh, just bring me a coffee and a water, right? And so she leaves and she comes back and she brings me water. She's like, did you want cream and sugar with your coffee? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And, she, and she's like, uh, she says, uh, well, somebody uh, – Somebody walked out on me on a bill and they ordered a pitcher. So I can't, you know, th- that's another reason I won't serve it. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're going to punish hmm. me for something that happened to you by another customer where you've just admitted now that it's not your policy to not serve a pitcher of beer. Right. And you're going to punish me for something that happened to you that somebody else did. Hmm. Like, no, 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 no. So I actually get up. I leave the movie at this point. Right. And I go and I stand in the, there's a bar in the front as you wait, you can get a drink while you're waiting for your movie to start. And uh, I asked the lady for the manager. The manager guy comes out, and here's what happens. He proceeds to tell me in the conversation that at some point, somebody from the liquor commission showed up and did, like, a walkthrough or whatever, and he, like, flashed a badge and says uh, something along the lines of, like, yeah, you guys aren't supposed to be serving pitchers of beer to individuals. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, did he cite, uh, you know, give you a copy of the statute or the law or, you know, the pot, you know, anything that, that points to it? No. I'm like, can you show me the part of your written policy for your employees that says they can't do this? He's like, no, we didn't. It's not written. I'm like, well, then what kind of a business are you running, dude? <laughs> right. You know, first of all, some guy with a badge just is like, hey, you can't do this. And you listen. Yeah, you know, I can understand where that might come from. People generally listen to authority. But for you not to document it, for you not to ask for some sort of evidence that this is coming from a place of law, like in, in respect to the authority, if there's no law for him to make you enforce that on other people, then you don't have to. Now, it's a whole different thing if you want to make it part of your business policy. Right. But if you're going to make it part of your business policy and you want your employees to understand that these are the rules, shouldn't you fucking write it down? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, the movie, I got my refund on the movie and uh, the the guy paid for my beer. And, you know, I still went back, you know, sometime later and I noticed that this particular waitress was no longer working there. Hmm. So I, I think she may have just been a bad waitress. You know, uh, and perhaps she, you know, was engaged in some other things. And by the way, the next time I went, I ordered a pitcher of beer and they just brought it to me. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not, Lo and behold. not part of their policy, apparently. Huh. You know. So, but that's what I'm saying about how easily people uh, just sort of kowtow to authority. Like, here's a guy running a fucking movie theater that serves booze, right? So it's a, we'll call it a high end, right? You know, mm-hmm. you don't walk out of there spending less than 30, 40 bucks, right? Even as an individual, right? Right. They serve food in that too. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. But uh, this guy just sort of believed a guy who flashed a badge, you know, didn't cite any sort of source for what he's telling him he can or cannot do, didn't provide him any paperwork for it for sure, right. didn't point to any port, part of laws or regulations or anything like that. And he was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then on top of which, you know, he's either lying to me, right, about what this guy did, or he's lying to me about it being part of their policy because he didn't write it the fuck down. Right. Yeah. It's uh, so it's like when uh, when Facebook is in is in court and they're like, yeah, so we totally had this direct line to the government where they would tell us to take down specific posts, mm-hmm. and they they say this like oh, like there's nothing oh nothing to it, and it's like holy shit. You, you you don't even get what you've done. You don't even see why that's awful, 
evil, abysmal, not what you promised in your contract. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are that used to kowtowing to authority. It is. Uh, it's it's like a microcosm of the Milgram experiments. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, and it, there's, I swear to God, it's religious. Like the whole thing is they put government in the place of God. So when the government oh, yeah. commands you, it is goodness itself to do as the government commands. Yeah. And I mean, like, we are built in a certain way. There, There is a place in your brain for this is the exception to the rules. And if you do not put something there, something will end up there. And usually, and by usually I mean pretty much always, it's the state. So uh, nobody... Are you there? Yes. Okay. I wanted to get your opinion on this because uh, we talked a bit about this on Free Talk Live. I discovered that uh, the FTX and Alameda uh, folks were sued by something called BMA, which appears to be like mm, Bitcoin Manipulation Abatement LLC. Whatever that means, I have no idea. But they were sued by this organization calling themselves BMA. Uh, and what were they accused of? They were accused of... Uh, the lawsuit accused SBF, FTX, Alameda, and associate executives of unlicensed money transmission, racketeering, selling unregistered securities, wire fraud, price manipulation, and at least two acts of interstate transportation of stolen property. Uh, the BMA lawyer said that each one of the defendants were liable jointly and severally and in the amount of triple of BMA's losses, which is $41,189,266.80. This was, this was three years ago that this lawsuit was, uh, uh, launched against FTX. Now, uh, the lawsuit apparently, uh, was closed with prejudice and by voluntary dismissal, I don't know what that means. I'm not a lawyer. Voluntary dismissal usually means that they uh, they either came to a settlement. Mm. Um, so maybe these people just got paid off to go away. Yeah. Uh, with prejudice means that it can't be retried. Yeah. Okay. Which that's why I was saying, oh, how convenient then. But the I mean, you know, just from the perspective of where there's smoke, there's fire, mm. knowing that there was a lawsuit that alleges all of these things, which apparently, uh, you know, more than all these accusations uh, uh, occurred recently, right? You know, for them to lose billions of dollars and then, uh, oh, mysteriously, inconveniently be hacked by somebody on the inside somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all just too convenient for me. <sighs> yeah. And so what, what kind of, you know, so what do you want to know? I don't know, just, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it was staged? Um, do you think it, you know, do you think it's coincidence? I, I think it was, uh, I, I think it worked perfectly. I think, uh, I think uh, FTX did exactly what it was designed to do. Um, and uh, that there were a lot of people like the uh, big wigs of the Democratic and Republican parties uh, in with it, and they get to they get two big benefits. First, 
they can steal a buttload of money and they love to do that. Yep. And secondly, they can make crypto look bad. Oh, it, that's their goal, I'm I'm well, sure. It's interesting too, because we've talked a bit on Free Talk Live and possibly even here on Beard Talk Live about uh, you know, the supposed international conspiracy to move to a cashless society. Right? And so I've always been like, well, okay, but like if you get rid of cash, how are politicians going to do the backroom deals with each other and shit like that, right? Well, we've seen that it can be done using cryptocurrency now that this has happened, but we didn't see that before. Well, and if they have a central bank digital currency, like you don't get access to those records. Uh, yeah, it's completely manipulable. It can be completely manipulated by them, both to harm us and also uh, to their own benefit. Because who's going to know if something doesn't balance? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's uh, for the rest of us. It's just a pig and a poke. Well, if it goes to a CBDC, right? But I don't think uh, like cryptocurrencies aren't going to disappear. They're still going to be around. That's true. Well, my guess is that they're going to uh, that they're going to try to outlaw them at some point. Yeah, I think they will try at some point, probably. But I I think that time has passed. I I mean, maybe if you know it gets even more desperate for for the state as the you know pillars start crumbling and that kind of thing, maybe they try and do that. But I think I think when, when did they, they start using gold as currency? time immemorial yeah like i don't think you can pinpoint the start of that when they, they found a shiny rock and they traded it 29 right yeah yeah that's true but people and, still trade in it all the time well so here's they the thing though. now it's legal now well and here's and here's the thing though by outlawing it they, they don't have to actually stop you from having it they don't have to actually stop you from trading with you know other people but they have stopped every company, like every supermarket is now stopped from allowing you to buy groceries in it. You know, every homeowner that, it, that has a renter is stopped from like, officially at least, right. accepting gold for your rent. Like all of these things, they, they either have to go underground or stop existing. Like, there is no above-ground, advertisable, I accept gold for goods and services. So it, it, they didn't have to go confiscate Well, there is it. now. There wasn't when it was illegal. Right. Well, gold yeah, is, it's legal now. Yeah, and, and that's my point, is that they broke the chain of having all of these businesses openly accept gold in exchange for goods and services. And once you've stopped businesses from openly accepting that, like, okay, you've broken the chain. And it is real hard to reestablish that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, one of the things that gets me about, the, uh, about learning this about FTX and it's like three-year-old charge, it's like, wow, they charged you with exactly what they were charged with? <laughs> Talk about um, projection. They weren't, I don't think they were criminally charged. I think they were sued. Right, right. Yeah, so they charged you with what they were sued for. 
Like, is is that where they figured out the proper language to be like, oh, here's how you go after someone in crypto? I, I don't know. I don't think it was the government that did it. I don't know who these, uh, these, uh, the, these master abaters are. <laughs> um, oh, the puns keep coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, a, at an article right now on news.bitcoin.com and, yep, yep. and looking to figure out who some of these assholes are. Yeah, that's where this story about uh, uh, three years ago, it says Sam Bankman, Fried, FTX, Alameda were accused of conspiracy, racketeering, and market manipulation three years before FTX collapsed. But and- the weird thing is this article was the uh was the first thing i mean i didn't see a lot of other like usually you'll see their website before you see anything else Mm -hmm. i don't see any website for these people i don't know who the hell they are oh right yeah i don't either uh i do have something else though from brownstone.org the covid crypto connection the Grim Saga of FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, a series of revealing texts and tweets by Sam Bankman-Fried and the disgraced CEO of FTX, the once high-flying but now belly-up crypto exchange, had the following to say about his image as a do-gooder. Quote, it is a dumb game we woke Westerners play where we say all the right sh- uh, shibboleths and so everyone likes us. I don't know what a shibboleth is. A uh, password, a way of uh, knowing who's in your club. Oh, um, uh, okay. The Freemasons use it, for example, uh, because it, uh, it in the Bible there was a story of like, hey, you will know that it's uh, Jews like us and not Canaanites because they will say the, the word shibboleth. And what it was is that at the time the, the people surrounding them would have called it a sibboleth. Okay. Did you see the... Uh uh the NHLP post about the giant uh, Jewish conspiracy to take over the world and leave it alone. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. I have to look yeah. It it said and these people are are at the head of it. And they had pictures of Ayn Rand, Murray Rothbard, um uh Mises? Mies, yeah, von Mises. Yeah. And Macy's, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the one nobody about where they have the? It's the uh, it's the same meme where like the the politicians are laughing, right? One of them sort of bent over, hilariously laughing. But instead of politicians, they're the green lizard people. Uh-huh. And then uh, the caption mm. reads, "And then we literally named him Bankman." Ha ha ha! All right, all right. Uh, ch- check this out. Uh, this is from brownstone.org. Uh, that's right. There were deep connections between FTX and COVID that have been cultivated for two years. Let's have a look. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, the New York I mean, Times trumpeted. Okay, hang on, hang on, hold, hold on, hold on. Pause for just a sec there, because there's one thing that I've been needing to say for co about COVID. I haven't said it yet, and and it needs to be said. Something like 18 million people died of of covid worldwide and covid was it appears financed and created by our government that has got to be the biggest single mass negligent homicide in history 
Well, it wasn't just our government either. It was a group project between China and America. Yeah, the plural governments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's a good point. Nobody like that. I've never heard it put that way before. And to my knowledge, I, I agree with everything you just said. So I don't, you know, your knowledge. I actually, you agree with it. So I actually take a. I you take think issue you agree with, with it until you check with yourself later and find out. I actually Unless, take issue with you your know, description. Uh, it's not negligent homicide. Uh, it, it was not ne- it was on purpose. It, yes, it was intentional, and we have a word negligent for this. Negligent homicide this is, is, is the best that is provable right now. Now, it may well be first-degree mass murder. Um, would you agree, but, nobody, that but it's... we don't have the evidence for that yet. Okay, what about ethnic cleansing? Well, I, I don't know that COVID was pointed at I, a specific tec- yeah. Old people. Old people. Uh, no, it was 100% designed, like, and I do mean designed. They did originally. To murder the old and leave the young untouched. They did originally call it, like, in the early days, like, before the and masks and everything. why are they everything. trying to vaccinate all the fucking young people to death? Yeah, hang on, nobody. Uh, they did call it the Boomer Doomer. You remember that? Early mm-hmm. on in the in the pandemic? When they were just mm. telling everybody to wash their hands, they were calling it the Boomer Doomer. Mm. So uh, I, I just want to read a little bit more here about this uh, connection that FTX apparently has to COVID. Uh, among them included the pandemic planning racket. Uh, earlier this year, the New York Times trumpeted a study that showed no benefit at all to the use of ivermectin. It was supposed to be definitive. The study was funded by FTX. Why? Why was a crypto exchange so interested in the debunking of repurposed drugs in order to drive governments and people into the use of patented pharmaceuticals, even those like remitosphere that didn't actually work? Inquiring minds would like to know. Regardless, the study... Well, that's an easy question to answer. Okay. The reason is that ivermectin has been around for decades, so it's not under patent anymore. So they can't jack the price on it. It costs, like, at at massive wholesale, it costs like six cents a dose. Right, but why did FTX fund the study? Because they were working for the Democratic Party. Yeah, so uh, the the next paragraph goes regardless Great money laundering. the regardless the study and especially the conclusions turned out to be bogus. David Henderson, Charles Hooper further point out an interesting fact: some of the researchers involved in the Together trial had performed paid services for Pfizer, Merck, Regeneron, and AstraZeneca, all companies involved in developing COVID nineteen therapeutics and vaccines that nominally compete with ivermectin. For some reason, SBF just knew that he was supposed to oppose repurposed drugs, though he knew nothing about the subject at all. He was glad to fund a poor study to make it true, and the New York Times played its assigned role in the entire performance. That's the nuts and bolts of what they've revealed in this uh, article. So isn't it interesting that this particular crypto exchange is involved in funding bullshit COVID studies that turn out to be provably false? It's fascinating. Shocking as well. Like, I knew they were up to their tits in, in, I mean, let's call it what it is, conspiracies. Like, they are conspiring with other people to break the law internationally. I knew they were up to their tits in that, but like, whoa, I didn't know that they had their hand in, in, 
in funding the study to dismiss ivermectin. And 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 one of the things, like, why you needed to d- uh, dismiss ivermectin and uh, remdesivir and uh, 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 all oh, that stuff. One. Yeah, there's another one we can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because you cannot have an emergency authorization if there exists anything that can treat it. If there's already any kind of medicine that can treat this thing, you don't get the emergency use authorization that lets you just bypass all of the red tape. And they knew from the start that they would never, uh, they would never get full approval for this garbage. Oh, God, no. It, it fucking murders people. Like holy crap! They they're they're finally admitting the heart yet. problems it causes. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the numbers are yet. I don't know. Obviously, it has some serious side effects, and uh, myocarditis. And people are dying as a result of the uh, of the side effects. What I don't know is whether numerically uh, the number of people dying from the side effects is greater than the number of people that would have died of COVID. My guess is that that's the case, Oh, I, but I, I just don't have the numbers is. to prove it. Yeah, no, like, and, I've, I've and looked of course, into this. all of the numbers that we have are lies. Yeah, and I mean, I've looked into, like, what this so-called vaccine is and does, and like, okay, when you mass-produce these spike proteins, mm-hmm. you cause your entire system to simultaneously clot and bleed out. So you have That's all of these, horrible. yeah, you have all of these, like, okay, if you think about, like, railroad spikes, right? Yep. Now, imagine, like, a flow, you know, like your bloodstream, that has a bunch of spikes running around in it. Okay, so that means that it's going to tear shit up, yep. and it's going to staple things to each other. Right. And so that means that it is simultaneously going to cause the clots which is, you know, scar tissue forming where it shouldn't so that it stops the the flow of blood and it's going to cause you to internally bleed. Yeah, no, this is unimaginably dangerous. And uh, and frankly, this was numerically, this was a bad flu. Right, yeah. I was going to ask nobody, you mentioned uh, the 18 million globally uh, deaths attributed to COVID. I'm curious... What the same number, you know, before COVID uh, would have been attributed to deaths from the flu. And if you've, you know, looked into into that at all, because I know that like for a year, the flu literally disappeared mm-hmm. and, and COVID basically replaced the flu numbers. Mm-hmm. But I've not looked at any data outside of that one year. Um, okay. I'm I'm looking and, and keep in mind that... I don't trust the search engines either. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, and and that's an unfortunate thing. Um, yeah, man. Let's I, see I, how I, many people I, die from seasonal influenza. Yeah, like even um, the good ones, like even Brave, I can't find shit on. Yeah. Like there was this uh, list of the 10 dogmas of science that I know for a fact there are people who are like dedicated to keeping that up there. And there were plenty of sites that would just like list his 10 dogmas. And now I, I, I go search engine to search engine. I can't find it anywhere, but I can find the list on pages that refute each point. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's where I can find this list, but only with a refutation. What we need is a blockchain based version of WikiLeaks. 
Mm. So oh, yeah. A, you can post things to that blockchain um, without anybody knowing who posted it. Right. And B, you can... Um, Search it. Uh, well, it's searchable, but also nothing can be removed from it and nothing can be altered without changing the hash. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which would change the whole blockchain which is exactly what the blockchain is designed to watch for. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, you know. no more memory holding shit just because it's electronic information. Yeah. Put it on library and it's mm-hmm. going to stay. And, and then it like people continue to ask, I see it all the time and I hear it frequently, uh, from, you know, regular folks, right. Folks who aren't into freedom philosophy or even technically inclined when it comes to uh, Bitcoin or blockchain technology. But I hear it all the time, and like, well, what is Bitcoin backed by? Well, trust, right? Because for the first time, we have technology that provides trust. We don't have to rely on humans yeah. for See, trust. I, I wouldn't say that trust is is the word that you're looking for, because trust is um, trust is something that happens between people. You don't have to trust math. Right. Um, you have Certainty. to verify math. You have to prove math, but you don't have to trust it, and you shouldn't trust it. Yeah, I think I, I think the word that uh, that fits your description is certainty. What it provides is certainty. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I'm saying is, we no longer have to quote trust unquote right uh, a bank, an institution for our uh, interactions with other people and other organizations. Yeah, and we had to trust them because we couldn't verify, which is why in every fucking example, every example, of course they're they're loaning out more money than they have in the in the vault. Like, every single time. Like if you just look at human history for even a short period of time, you can see pretty easily that yes, centralization uh, and for verification and for storage of data and and of you know even valuables was totally necessary for mankind to evolve and develop the technologies that have led us here. I get that, and I get that people have a hard time letting go of the past. Mm-hmm. But here we are, regardless. Right now, technology has advanced to such a place that these monolithic institutions are no longer necessary for us to transact. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say trust, right? It's 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 taking trust out of the hands of other people. Now we just trust the math. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Note, Which makes a lot more for, uh, sense than trusting a politician. I I don't know if nobody had uh found some more data there or not. Um I have not. Uh okay. Really, I've I looked at a little bit. I looked at enough data to say that anything that I can figure out in the next ten minutes is going to be, um, yeah, completely meaningless. A, a guess. So at best. I I'll see if I can figure something out by next week. All right, uh, I I'm good with taking a break. Nobody, you good? We want to do ten minutes. Come back at uh, five after. Sounds like a plan. Oh, uh, one just one last quick little note so like a a big thing of like the the two forces that are battling out here so on the one hand you have the digital memory hole like in 1984 where they are just literally controlling what people see and believe about the universe and on the other hand you have the blockchain 
which cannot be altered, cannot be manipulated, cannot be deleted. Agreed. Um, or at least not without people noticing. Yeah. It can't be deleted. So that's the other nice thing about it is if you believe the blockchain has been manipulated, you can follow the branch that you think is correct, regardless of what other people decide to follow. Mm. Yep. All right. Uh, let's uh, take a 10 minute break. Uh, if you're listening live, we'll be back in 10 minutes. 603-283-6160. I'm going to take us to break. The most bearded Liberty show online. That's right. Beard talk live. We're back. And we're back. Uh, we saved that for Sunday nights. On it's Sunday. Free talk live. Oh, I guess it is, technically. <laughs> Way to participate on the Sunday edition without being on the Sunday edition. You know, you motherfuckers talked about the Renaissance Festival, and I didn't get to call in. <laughs> you know, you should have been listening. That's I should have been all listening. All I can That's say me. about that That's is you me. should have been listening. We did indeed talk about the Renaissance Festival at length. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was only half a decade of my life. I don't, I don't know anything about that world. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Major, what the fuck do you want? Oh, no, this is fucking corporal punishment. Cocksucker. <laughs> uh, no, I do nothing of the sort. I know, I know, I know. I'm just being an ass. Oh, good God. My son's going to jail for fucking methamphetamine consumption. Sorry to hear that. I'm beside myself, dude. My brain is spun. There's a subtle you. irony in that. No, there's no fucking hilarity. No, I didn't say hilarity. I said a subtle irony. Uh, so spun is a, a term for being on meth. Hmm. I thought it was a term yeah. for being in love. Oh, you spin me right round, baby. Right round. Like a record. Baby, round, 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 round. Oh, Hitler shocked the whole world. Methamphetamines. Shock yeah. troops. Are, are you doing methamphetamines? Fuck you, man. Don't <laughs> give me that shit. I just want to make sure. No, I got some right here that I seized out of my son's house so the cops didn't get it. And I can't. Bring myself to destroy it. I don't fucking understand why. Hey, oh, that's weird. You can send it to me. I I take Adderall every fucking day. That stuff is. If you take twenty milligrams at a time, it's great for ADD. Right. You know they they put your son in jail for amphetamines, but when I was a kid, they put me on them legally. What kind of madness is that? Like number oh, one. I know. I step my stepson that I had before my first son, or my only son, that was crazier than bat fuck, they put him on all kinds of shit. And he's in prison. He Hell, he went and killed a woman. Oh, damn. Pretty much. She died of a damn stroke. Him and a crazy bitch, they went and did a home invasion. And uh, this old bird died of a heart attack or a stroke or some fucking thing during the invasion. Oof. 
But yeah, my my eldest stepchild is, uh, and he wouldn't never listen to me either, just like most motherfuckers don't. I'm sorry, what? He's uh, in the pen forever. Horrible. And now my son's fucking following him. I the reason I asked about uh, the doing the math major isn't because I I think you're you're on it. I just. You know, uh, growing up, they taught us uh, that uh, the kids learned it from their parents, right? That whole, I learned it from watching you, Dad, right? You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't learn it from my parents. Yeah. They're not into well, that I'll shit. Well, I'll tell you what transpired in the courtroom the other day. He actually said, I wish I had lived in my pop and not done this damn math because it led him into hell. Yeah, it'll do that. Yeah, sadly. My heart's fucking broken, man. My heart's fucking broken. That'll do it. I can't imagine. Sadly, more people uh, have their lives uh, destroyed by it than, you know, can control uh, their use of it. And even if they can control their use of it for some period of time, uh, you know, it's going to suck you back in. So... Um, on on the show earlier, like we we bro- we broached the topic of like, is it okay to accept stolen whatever if you were already stolen from? And this is one of the issues. Like, th- there wouldn't oh, be nearly on free talk live earlier. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. There there wouldn't be nearly the amount of drug abuse that there is if we were actually figuring it out ourselves, or if we actually had access to like an open market of uh, of medicine. Right. Whereas, yeah. when when you allow the government to do something for you, you become reliant on the government to do that thing for you. Right. So if, and every single little bit of that, I mean, it's not as bad as, you know, stealing the money yourself, but like, you won't get away with it. No one ever gets away with anything. I mean, God, what was it? They uh, do if they're connected to the government. Well. Yeah. Oh no 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 they don't. <laughs> people oh, have don't people have extraordinary ways of punishing themselves for what they know they've done wrong. You guys have yeah, but politicians don't have consciences, so they don't don't do that. Well, hold on. Let me ask you: Would you enjoy living the existence of a politician? Fuck no. Right. No, I have a conscience. Right. Well, even without a conscience. It doesn't mean I want a conscience. It just means I have one. Well, I mean, like. Nobody asked me if I wanted a conscience. Yeah, no one would. It would have been a lot easier if I didn't fucking have one. Well, and that's the thing. So, like, imagine having to be surrounded by these scumbags 24-7. Conscience or no conscience. That sucks. Yep, sure does. That's why they say. You guys are you guys are stick, sticking a shovel into a shit pile you don't even understand. I'm an old soul. I've been around a long damn yes, time, sir. and I still can't figure it out. Well, it's... The, the shit never fucking ends. Yeah, it's I've not... I've been recycled. It's not really about... Plastic. It's not really about figuring it out, right? It's about coming to terms with the reality of the situation. Well, you know, sometimes the situation is overwhelming and is all-consuming and never-ending. And I don't know how in the hell I am supposed to ascertain proper response. Well, yeah. Uh, 
and and this is what I refer to as a situation, mm. right? That's a yeah, shitty situation, situation. That's the portmanteau. That's our vocabulary word for the day here on Beard Talk Live. Situation. So, Major, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I actually do run a church. Uh, Lee and I are, uh, are Peakless and I actually are are. Are, uh, are are both involved in it, but um, if if you find yourself in in need of counseling or feeling like you don't know what to do or whatever, uh, feel free to to get in touch with me when I'm off the air. Well, I appreciate your uh, outreach and forethought and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you guys tried to demote me from major to corporal. <laughs> Hell, I'm, I'm corporal fucking punishment, if you want to know the truth <laughs> What did we have him down to? Uh, uh, well, uh, private something. Private pain? I'll bust you yeah. down to private. Stuff. I forget what, what what it was private of. Well, that's what yeah. I private parts. That. That, well, that's when I rejected it. When you put me down in the private, I said I'm going to be corporal punishment at the fucking least. We'll, we'll see. I'll I, I give you that. I'll give you that. Well, and the thing is, like, I I get not knowing how to, how to fucking respond to the situation because, like, this is the most bizarre situation imaginable. Like, everything's on its head right now. I mean, like, the anarchist's biggest ally is the Fed. Like... <sighs> That's a fucked up uh, world, man. What are you man. talking about? Yeah, I, I'm... So, what do you mean? You, you explain so, that to nobody. Yeah, no, you so, need to hear this. Nobody. Yeah, so at the moment, there is a huge war between the European Central Bank and the Fed. And the European Central Bank is really, at this point, just a front for the World Economic Forum. But the thing is, the World Economic Forum... So wants the Fed. Hmm? So is the Fed. The Federal Reserve. Yes. The Fed oh, is fuck also no, dude. They are not down for the World Economic Forum's plan because the World Economic Forum's plan involves completely removing commercial banking from existence. Yeah, that will eliminate the petrodollar. They don't want that shit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so the, the, right now, it's one of those wacky, the enemy of my enemy is my friends. I mean, mostly it's I'm going to watch one of these giants destroy the other Ain't and attack whoever's left. Principalities, make a deal, shake a hand, suck a dick. Fuck this bullshit. I'm tired of it. Shake the hand that shook the hand of P.T. Barnum and Charlie Chan. The sucker born every minute. P.T. Barnum's most famous quote. Mm-hmm. Sucker like- born every minute, and I rarely get a blowjob. That's just sad. <laughs> Yeah, well, Agreed. you know, you can all fool right, some boy. of the people I'll all the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people that's all sufficient. the time. Yeah, that is generally sufficient. Major? I'm glad, you, I'm glad you boys let me vent. I truly am. I love you. Yeah, no, it is. All a, right. Have a good I'm night, Major. Peace. Yeah, it's a deeply Thanks bizarre world we're in right now. I mean, we call it clown world for a reason. Like, all, all of this is... Did you successfully describe how the Fed is an anarchist's friend to nobody? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, so... Because uh, I still don't, like, I I understood what you said when you explained it the first time earlier this evening. Mm-hmm. I just, 
boy, that's a difficult sentence for me to like even digest. I, even though I understand what you said, I just, I don't want to say those words because fuck the Fed. Oh, I know. Like, I know. It's the most bizarre fucking thing in the world. We, it's literally our war cry. It is how you know a fellow anarchist slash libertarian is they go, end the Fed. And you go, yeah, end the Fed. Like, and at the moment, like the, the they are so busy fighting each other that, frankly, we can just sit back and watch the uh, my enemy destroy my other enemy. But yeah, the, the what I what I was saying earlier on the show is like this recession is going to keep going until the European Central Bank cries uncle, reinstitutes quantitative easing. And then, and only then, the Fed will back off on quantitative tightening. How long do you think? Because as long as I've been paying attention to economics, which I guess is roughly you know, 12, 15 years, some, somewhere in that pocket, and not, I haven't been studying it. I've just been paying attention, right? Like mm-hmm. occasionally I'll read a thing, an article. Uh, I'll pay attention to some folks that uh, speak well on it, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me people have been crying for, you know, the collapse of the dollar, the economic failure since I started paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And while I've seen it certainly become weaker and the problem exacerbated and I've seen inflation, the likes of which we've never seen before, uh, when the fuck is it going to happen? Well, like so- I'm not cheering for people to be in shitty situations because me neither when it happens they will be yeah but at the same time like well okay when's it coming so here's the reason that we can't put a date on it is because it comes down to human choices so the petrodollar will finally collapse whenever the prince of saudi arabia who runs the country because his father's like senile and totally out of the picture. But when the prince of Saudi Arabia uh, (laughs) decides that he will sell oil for something other than dollars, right? That's it. And until he makes that choice, Saudi Arabia, uh, because they're, uh, because the only other, because the only other two oil producers that are worth mentioning are the U S and Russia. Okay. So like they're already like, dug in where they're going to be. The Rus- Russia and doesn't the- take dollars now. Yeah. Russia doesn't take dollars now and they will continue to not take dollars. But so the thing is like the petrodollar really began when OPEC made the agreement to accept only dollars for their oil. And OPEC had like 40% of the world's oil reserves at the time. So every country around the world went Oh, energy, that thing I need to not kill all of my people only can be acquired like reliably with this currency? Well, I guess that's what we're going to have the reserve of. And thus the petrodollar was instituted. So as soon as that process goes backward, then it's the end of the petrodollar. In 2021, both the United States and Russia produced more oil than uh than saudi arabia right. mm-hmm. um canada produced about half as much as saudi arabia but they could ramp it up 
Um, of course, unfortunately, we don't have a fucking pipeline with them because, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Biden decided to try out his sanctions on us before before he tried them on Russia. Oh, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. So, uh, like, as far as the timing thing goes, yeah. uh, I think that European Central Bank will have to back off because its people will rebel because a bunch of them are going to die this winter. That's what I think is going to happen. Step one, a fuck ton of people in Europe are going to yeah, die from freezing. Step is, two, they will be so outraged by this that they demand their government do something. And well, freezing people to death is cold. That's just cold shit. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Uh, it is important, and I do jest here, but like, it is important for people to understand that it is inevitable that people are going to die. And, and I don't mean just like, you know, as a part of daily life, but I mean uh, as a result of the economic uh, situation that the world finds itself in. Mm -hmm. It's an unsustainable model mathematically. Uh, it's not a question of if, but a question of when. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is going to get worse before it gets better mm -hmm. and people are going to die. Yeah, there was a, an article we didn't have time for on uh, the radio show about how a quarter of Americans are going to have trouble heating their homes this, this winter. winter. Yeah. That's Americans. Yeah. Like the richest country on earth. Yeah. And a quarter of us might not ha might not be able to stay warm this winter. Yeah, well, electricity. Not the richest country on earth. Oh? Now, the... Uh... I mean, if you look at the, uh, I'm I'm sorry, that was too simple a statement. Um, the we were we probably are the richest country on earth in terms of like uh, GB, GDP and total wealth, but there are countries like Liechtenstein. Um, and others that blow us away per capita. Oh, oh if I wanted to go I per capita, I would say uh, Rome. Rome? Mm. Yeah, Rome. Rome is not a country. Rome yes, is it a is. city in Italy. It is a city-state. Are you talking about it the is Vatican? Its own... Yeah, the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican is not Rome. Rome is a big city, and the Vatican's inside it. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I just keep thinking that the Roman Catholics are in Rome. Wait, you mean Peakless Mountaineer is human? <laughs> Who the fuck knew? But yeah. Uh, a little bit. Vatican City, definitely per capita the richest country. Yeah, well, I mean, the United Probably true, but there's no, uh, I, I don't think there's any, uh, I, I don't think there are any publicly available statistics to bear that out. And most of that wealth is buried in the basement of the Vatican um, <laughs> because, uh, because the uh, it was some Jesus said some shit about hide all your gold in the basement so none of it gets jacked by the poor. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> it was something else he said. Oh, right. Um well, I mean, unless... it is easier for a rich man or easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. I think that was the thing. Hmm. Yeah, something I'm, like I'm that. I'm pretty sure he smoked a joint and said, like, wow, man. <laughs> what, what is left? Sell all your goods and follow me. Jesus had a beard. 
supposedly. Oh, yeah. Or did he? Fun fact. That actually has to do with, like, the place that he held in society. And he, uh, the, the image of Jesus developed the beard when what society needed Jesus to be was a philosopher. The first depictions of Jesus don't have him with a beard at all. And if you can believe it, the first depictions of him have him with a wand every time he's resurrecting Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus. I'm just trying to figure out what that fucking cracker was doing in the Middle East back then. <laughs> there weren't a lot of crackers hanging out uh, up in that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's, that, what's that song? I think I think he's just supposed to be your own personal Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I had something else that I wanted to talk about tonight. But yeah, I mean... I. I could be wrong, of course, but like as near as I can tell, the reason that the dollar keeps its place as the reserve currency for other countries is two words, proven reserves. Saudi Arabia has a lot of proven no, reserves. No, 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 no. The reason the, the U.S. dollar is is still king is that it is two words, but the two words are nuclear weapons because right. they've made it very the clear that they will murder anybody who tries to fuck with their hegemony okay but if it was nuclear weapons then the ruble would be dominant they have way more nukes than the u.s but okay so not just nuclear as you may have noticed that russia's military isn't necessarily as powerful as they might have wanted to think that's true um so, you know, the uh, the other thing is. Uh, yes. Russia's population is about half of ours. Right. Um, now, China's got a lot more population. Uh, did you hear that? Do, uh, like, that India three times, but they got shit for weapons. Did you hear that India surpassed China in population? Uh, yeah, well, they've been pretty much neck and neck for a long time. What, 1.2 billion? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that one child only policy did a real number on their demographics. Yeah. But, uh, but it's still fucking overcrowded over there. Overcrowded as shit. Oh, yeah. Um, although they managed to build cities that nobody lives in. You live in many cities? That's true. Have have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the 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 thing that happened, like, uh, it's a, a cultural difference. Like right now, we're having all of these problems with our stock market because that's what uh, Americans use for their retirement. But in China, they don't uh, own stocks for their pr uh, retirement primarily. They own real estate. So there was this enormous mm -hmm. demand for real estate. But well, they didn't have a stock market due to their whole communism problem for a long right. time. So. Right, right. So there was this enormous demand for, for real estate because they were allowed to own that because it's kind of hard to run a civilization where no one's allowed to own property. Uh, but th there's this huge demand for it and very little supply. So what do they do? They just manufacture real estate. So, oh, you need to own a condo. We'll just build a condo. There's not people there or anything. No one's ever going to rent that condo ever, but it's a so condo. So what makes that somehow a useful investment? Oh, it's not a useful investment. No, not at all. Well, and that's yeah. and that's the problem that they both share is that it's massive speculation. 
Like no, no one has time well, to to do their job. And the problem is that they're speculating stupidly. Yes, there's no option. I mean, no one has time to learn how to be an there investor. Are lots and there options. People are becoming billionaires in in China sometimes. Um, you know, they just have to figure out how the fuck to do it. Um, but yeah, people do get rich and rich even in even in China, uh, in, until the government kills them. Well, even um, in, even in the U.S., though, there is a surplus of empty homes. Uh, many of them, you know, freshly built new homes, and they're unoccupied. Even though the market is what the market is right now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's there isn't. Well, you know why. Uh, okay. The banks are still holding a buttload of fucking foreclosed properties. Right. Because if they let all of those foreclosed properties back on the market, the price of housing would fall and all the homeless people would be able to get a place to live. Doesn't sound like a bad problem to me. Yeah, but you're not a shitbag banker. That's true. I'm not. But I mean, how is that even like a problem? Like holding on to the properties, the the price goes down. The banks are still going to be the banks. They're still going to finance the loans used to buy these houses. You would think that that would be a a positive for the banks. Yeah. I mean, trying to figure out how these shit bags think is uh, futile. It's an exercise in pain. Hmm. Um, Would you you dare say it's a major pain? A major pain. <laughs> We've hung but, up on him uh, already. He's not here, but you know. Yeah. And the puns but, keep on coming. You know, the the uh the big thing is, I mean, they took all that land uh back in, which was a big part of the point, you know. People would say, Well, these banks were so stupid writing these loans on when these people they knew they didn't have the income to pay for them. And it's like, yeah, but the market was appreciating it was doubling like every few years. Right. So you'd write a guy a loan on a $500 house. He'd default three years later and you'd get a million dollar house when you only lent the motherfucker 500,000. Right. But that only works if the prices don't fall. So they've got these huge stocks of, of shit where, you know, all you really need to do is, is, is just fucking declare all the banks bankrupt. Yep. Which they should have been ten years ago. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Twelve years oh, ago. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's uh, and that's just one of the liquidate things, those bitches. Yeah, and that's one of the things that everyone was saying, like, oh well, we don't really have a choice. They're just too big to fail. If if they fail, then da 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 da. It's like too build too big to fail is fucking bullshit. There were plenty of regional banks ready to step in the mm-hmm. regional banks oh, some of the regional banks made the same uh did the same kind of shit yep. but there were some regional banks that just stopped writing mortgages uh during during the early 2000s because they saw the handwriting on on the wall and those are the motherfuckers that should have inherited the earth oh, yeah. they were ready to step up um but <sighs> Then 
the uh, the politically connected ones said, "Nah, we don't want other people to take over. Mm -hmm. Surprise! We want to be the masters of the universe." Yeah. Yeah, and how did how did they convince people to go for it or to well, fall for it? Like I remember, I, well, all I they think, had to convince was Congress. I remember them doing the song and dance on TV. I remember the politicians, you know, repeatedly speaking on you know whatever the plan was and too big. Like they can, they came up with this term. They repeated it a whole bunch, and everybody just kind of went okay, too big to fail or whatever. And then like they passed a thing and they raped everybody for a bunch of money, and the banks are still there. I think yeah. the biggest thing that contributed to people falling for that bullshit was just that we hadn't really uh, separated ourselves from the corporate media. Like, at the time, everyone got I their have. information from the television. See, back in those days, when I finally left Citibank, it was kind of a kind of a funny story because I'd kind of figured out what was going on because I was in the middle of, of reading through all of the Austrian economics books. I was uh, while I was at Citibank, I read uh, Human Action and Man, Economy, and State. So mm -hmm. I was like steeped in economics. So I started teaching my my fellow programmers about economics and what was going on and how these motherfuckers were destroying the world. And uh, and and finally, my boss calls calls me into his. Uh, into his office and he says okay rich you you need to stop doing these impromptu economics classes you're destroying the morale <laughs> in your department and i said i should hope so i'm doing my best <laughs> <sighs> so Thank you they, for your they were kind enough to have security help me find the door in case i'd forgotten where it was um <laughs> yeah Huh. Turns out they don't want you people to know this thing that if you know, you won't want to work there. Yeah. Well, they turned home economics, which used to be about shit like how to balance a checkbook, uh, how to grocery really? shop mm -hmm. without and and get like a good deal on mm -hmm. shit and and things like how to repair things, how to sew uh, but but mostly your mother taught you shit like I mean girls' mothers taught them shit like yeah that. like like I took home economics in uh, middle school and I don't remember mm -hmm. them teaching me how to balance a check but anything really to have to no, do with economics. you and I were about fifty years late for that they didn't teach us anything about economics because I, they didn't want us to know I right. learned I learned how to like bake a cake uh, I think I did learn some sewing you know how to operate a sewing machine and and all that kind of thing. I remember uh, watching film strips. You remember those, nobody? Yeah. 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 You used to fight over who gets to turn the, the thing whenever the recording goes, ding. <laughs> I like, didn't give a fuck. I had a book going. Pavlov's dogs, man. <laughs> Seriously, Pavlov's dogs. Not just the bells in school themselves, but it was you know between the classes and time to move from one class to the other or recess or lunch or whatever. But then when you- Yeah, because they, they were all set up to prepare us to be factory workers. Yeah. To, take all those nice manufacturing jobs that didn't fucking exist right and, but but then even within the classes themselves there were like you know meta pavlovian uh things like the film strips where you're listening to the audio and you got to wait for it to go ding before you click the thing to advance the screen one you know mm -hmm. and like oh my god just looking back on it like i can't believe more people don't realize 
what kind of a brainwashing factory public schooling is. Well, here's well, by the time they do, they're so far gone, they just go in and shoot the place up. Do you think that, that that's a, a a factor in the school I shootings? I, I well I basically I think a big part of school school shootings is not uh, I mean not consciously necessarily that okay but the fact that they're teaching you a worldview that doesn't integrate it's full of contradictions and people don't is. know what's really going on mm. but they know they they don't understand what the fuck appears to be going on and it doesn't match what anybody is telling them um yeah you you have this sort of sixth sense that something is wrong you can't pinpoint mm -hmm. it but you just know yeah and and so and and they're uh i mean the thing is like you know i have no no problem with trans people but but from a from a from a point of of view of of sanity i think that is part of it that they're just randomly redefining words so it's like a five-year-old used to be able to tell you what a woman was now we have supreme court justices who don't know um yeah you know it's uh so so hold 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 on. I, I wanted to uh, to comment on a couple of things. Like uh, you're absolutely right about the the nonsensical contradictions and how that just fucks your whole head up. And it's mm. it's one of those things. Like if you walked around like bent over ninety degrees at the waist, you'd probably have some problems, right? Like maybe give yourself some problems with your musculature and maybe even your bones. Yep. Right. So that's what happens with people's brains when they're trying to have a worldview, but they must uh, continue to think and regurgitate these contradictions, yeah. these fundamental right. illogical things. And so and, and you were, were saying about how, like, people get a sense of these things, but they can't quite pinpoint them. Right. I think that's why no one wants to work right now. Like, I think people have a sense, like, what they're actually detecting is how fucked up our monetary system is and how it is actually hopeless. But they don't they don't quite get it. But they know on a deep level what is going on. And that's why they just have no motivation to go to work. Hmm. I think that I think that's uh, I, I think that I can't figure out where the fuck they are, though. Right, yeah. And, and why they're not dying in the streets. Because oh, because they're on welfare. I couldn't go this long without working. Yeah, there's... You can if you're on welfare. And the biggest the biggest hurdle to getting on welfare for most people was they, they just didn't know how to fill out the paperwork and didn't know they could qualify for it. Now everyone knows how to and fill out the paperwork. They used to have some pride too back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It used to be it used to be a yeah. mark of shame to to uh, be on the government dole. Right. You did yeah. not take pride in that. You were shamed. You were ridiculed, uh, frowned upon, looked down upon uh, for and, taxing and the system. Maybe not so to speak. because mm-hmm. you know where I grew up with. Nobody would have busted my balls for being on being on welfare. I grew up in a really uh, really liberal um, town, but it was me. It was me. I mean, I was 17 and homeless, yeah. and I wouldn't take welfare. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm too know. much of a uh, a survivalist, if you will. 
Not not to say that I'm like, you know, uh, a doomsday prepper. I'm not that kind of survivalist. It, mm-hmm. I just mean that I have survived so many fucking things and had to do things to survive that, like, put me in a position where I am not going to let myself be at the whim of something like the state, right? Yeah. If, if well, I'm able-bodied or of able mind and voice to do something that produces value, well, by golly, I'm going to have a fucking job. You know. See, if we wanted the if we want the Free State Project to be really successful, we should do what the LDS Mormons were doing uh, down in down in fucking Utah, door to door knocking and asking no, no, if no, you've no. Uh, no 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 shut okay. the fuck up. Um, no, um, <laughs> the uh, you might want to be uh, specific. Basically, yeah. they they practiced polygamy, okay, but they could only be legal legally married to one person so all their other wives were legally unwed mothers so they went on welfare and they built these huge beautiful fucking cathedrals and and towns and shit they'd they'd go out in the desert where nobody else was and they'd just build themselves a town they're rolling in cash and really what we should do is get fucking cynical hire ourselves a fucking uh, some some really smart welfare lawyers and find ways to squeeze every dime out of the government. And the thing is, it's not even immoral because even if we squeeze every dime out of the government, we'll never even liquidate their debt to us for what they've stolen. Well, it's an interesting uh, prospect that uh, or the idea that you posit. Although I think and I'm not talking so, about getting food stamps. No, no, I'm talking about real welfare, like cashing yeah. in on all these crazy programs they've got. But how does that fall in with what you were saying earlier, Peakless, about it's fucking dangerous? You know, looking at uh, uh, like Peakless was telling us that uh, you know collecting something like welfare or what were we talking? Were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, you are you are intentionally accepting stolen goods. That's what that is. Like you're accepting they stole goods them, that were stolen ge- from you. How much have you paid in taxes in your lifetime? And everyone else. I've, I've paid. I've paid. I there was there was at least one year when I paid fifty thousand in fucking taxes. I've never seen that back. You know, I've never seen equivalent benefit, and that doesn't even count the free the intangibles that they've stolen from you. They've stolen your self determination. They've stolen your fucking your right to 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 find a way to 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 do something useful and actually make a living at it because you know Ian and I did that and and he may well be in prison for the rest of his fucking life so so why would I mean the thing is I'm if, not if trying to protect their rights back, I'm if not we trying don't to steal that shit back from it from them they're just going to use it to murder more people well that's the thing it doesn't that's not how it works like you getting on welfare isn't going to keep them from printing enough money to to buy a new bomb to kill another brown person that's not how that works it might get me enough bitcoin that Ah, i can uh, that i can manage to get a piece of land one day and when the shit really hits the fan say to a bunch of people well 
I've got this big old fucking land. Find yourself an abandoned uh, an, an abandoned mobile home, drag it onto the property, and stay here with me. Just be sure you can shoot because we're going to have to defend this place ourselves. So that is a whole different uh, pro- uh, proposition. So I you would know say that's how feudalism. Can started, I please right? answer your your question? Okay, go ahead. Thank talk, you. Talk, talk. Okay, thank you. So. And Zephan and I have gone back and forth on this because he takes up your position. Now, I am absolutely willing to make a grand exception if you are taking that money and putting it into Bitcoin. And the, the, the yeah. fact of the matter is that, like, at that point, number one, you're no longer part of their intended system. Mm-hmm. Number two, mm-hmm. the good that you are doing by moving that value out of their system is way bigger than whatever evil you might be doing by accepting stolen goods. And it's not that yeah. there's not an, an element of evil in that. It's that that element of evil is completely wiped out by how much good you're doing. I mean, it, and it really does come down to that. And the problem with accepting stolen goods normally, the reason that it's illegal is because generally when you accept goods of any sort, you return some value for them. So the important thing is to know what the government is trying to buy from you and make sure that they never get it. Well, what are they trying to get? They're trying to get your silence and your obedience. Yep. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Ordinarily, just accepting this is giving their money value. But if not, if you're shorting it, you have to have dollars to short dollars. Right. Yeah. It does the opposite thing when you're buying Bitcoin. Like if you're taking that money and then buying Bitcoin and then not going back into dollars again, it's a completely different Mm -hmm. proposition because you are no longer adding value to their bullshit. You are, in fact, taking away value. Right. You are you are a detriment for the very payment that they expect to receive. Right. One of the, the best analogies mm. that the I heard. And the thing is, if, if you want to convince people of something, be impressive. Right. And if you want to be impressive, have a pile of cash. True. One of the best analogies that I have heard uh, for Bitcoin is that it is a vacuum cleaner of false value. Yeah. Is that really an analogy? I don't know. Whatever it is. But like literally that's what it is. So you know, you and I or all three of us know that the USD, the Federal Reserve note, the dollar as it's more commonly referred to, has absolutely no value. Right. However, we're able to take that value and transduce it into something that does have value. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dollar does have value. I traded dollars for pizza today. Yeah, well, uh, and that's the thing. It's our activity that gives it value. Right. right. And th- and see, that's why this is a completely different proposition. Because no longer... I'm sorry that I can't put this in any way that is not basically religious. But value is the thing that human beings create from nothing. It is the spark of the creator within us. Nothing else in the universe creates value. Like, there have to be participants. There is no value inherent to reality. The the community is the value. And human beings get to choose, to some degree at least, what values to create or not to create. And and that's what these fucking vampires are sucking out of us, 
is that they can't create value for the dollar on their own, right. but they can trick us into creating value for their bullshit. Right. And if instead of creating value for their bullshit, we are taking all of the value that already exists in their bullshit from their previous cons of us. We're taking all of that historical uh, uh, value in the way that uh, oil is historical sunlight. We're just taking all that goodness and pulling it out of their con game. That is a completely different proposition. I've always had is, and I've wanted to do this for years, I, I want to get a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts to write a book. And the book that I want to write is called You Stupid Motherfuckers. And it's about how the National Endowment for the Arts never should have given me the grant. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, that would be priceless. You, you need do somebody that to do the audio. To do. You need somebody to do the audio book for you. Let me know. Happy really? to Happy to make well, that happen. What, what I what I really need is is somebody to help help me figure out how to fucking grift the government because I'm I'm just really bad at dealing with these assholes. Yeah, you need um, you need someone who's uh, from the academic world because writing grants is like or uh, applying for grants is like half of what those guys do. Yeah, grant writing mm-hmm. as a job is an in demand field. Mm-hmm. If you're good at it, you can get hired. I have no idea what that even entails. Well, the thing is, if 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 we can find and and the good thing is that a lot of the stuff that we did, we could we could reuse multiple times. Um, you know, if we had a bunch of people who were going in to you know figure out how to uh, how to write some kind of stupid grant and then you know, a bunch of us write fucking grants. Um, you know, that all that shit can be can be reused because you know, I I want I want every fucking free stater to have as much money as possible. The other thing is a lot of the fucking people are gonna wait until things are desperate to come to New Hampshire. If we don't have jobs for them, if we don't have things that they can do they're going to be in hard times here too. Well, I mean, um, there's part, part of the things that aren't getting done that we're willing to pay for. Yeah, part of that's on them though. Like, like, well, it, who cares though? I mean, the, the reality is if our, if our, if our community is, it, the, the wealthier our, our community is, the better off we will all be. Whose Agreed. fault is what Agreed. is is kind of irrelevant. No, I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily assigning blame. I am sort of just saying that if you're the kind of person that knows that this is going on, you feel drawn to it, but you're just gonna not make the move until the, everything's already done. You know, I, I I have a little less sympathy for you than if you come and and help. And, well, and like, there's a I bunch mean, of people that won't come until we secede. And it's like, you think we're going to allow you in? Do you have any idea how tight our immigration yeah, policy is going to be? Uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Somebody's a good fucking libertarian. For, for one thing, I'm not going to pay taxes to have a fucking, fucking border. 
Um, you know, if you, if you want to come in, you're either a, you're either coming to trade or you're coming to steal. If you're coming to trade, I'm happy to trade with you. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck where you came from. If you're coming to steal, I'm happy to shoot you. I still don't give a fuck where you come from. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Once New Hampshire secedes, it's still going to have a state government. Um, Taxes are well, still not going to be voluntary after we secede. And, like, the fact of the matter is that at the moment, the Liberty people are largely on the right. And that makes them real big fan of borders. Yeah. You have a good point. uh, I'm not not... a fan of borders. I would prefer it to remain, uh, you know, true to the ideology of voluntarism, which is, you know, uh, you are free to, you know, come and go. Uh, to, you know, exchange, to trade, to, you know, perhaps if you want to relocate, you know, uh, and you exchange the appropriate amount of goods or services to do that, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, but I do not want to see a closed border. I don't want to see a wall go up. I don't want to fuck that. I, well, I'm right there with you. There's what you want and what is probable. Uh, you make a good point and that's the thing like even as we move to like an actual free market like the people who are concerned with border security are very likely to put a high premium on owning land that's at the border and they will protect their own little part of the border so like you will still end up with essentially closed borders well except that it's unlikely that everybody who has land at the border will be like that um but uh that'll be interesting to find out yeah and and you've definitely definitely got a got a point there but But then uh, then how does the rest of the community the rest of the state you know how do they interact with each other at that point because you know if if jim bob you know doesn't want people crossing over but uh you know jack over here does you know, how does that make for neighborly relations? And, oh, it's real simple. And, Jim and Bob kind of uh, purchases the property around Jack's land. And then Jack lets you in onto his land, but Jim Bob owns the property around Jack's land. So you can come and go from Jack's land on the border there, but that doesn't mean you're going into the interior. Well, I mean, the thing is, there. there's also things like the need to trade. Right. Um, which isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, That's very true. Yeah. And I could see concessions being made by many parties if, for the sake of having the free trade. The free trade is what's going to uh, keep whatever wealth, uh, you know, is, is here already at the time that this all sort of occurs. Uh, that is what's not only going to keep it, but make us all even more wealthy uh, than we are when it all kicks off. Completely true. However, this is the 21st century. Physical proximity is no longer required for trade. Right. That's true. Well, that depends on the trade. If you're oh, going to yeah. trade something yeah. that, that you know, nobody's going to email me a, 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 a fucking pizza. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, what, what I expect would probably happen is like there'd be a chunk of, uh, of New Hampshire where people who want a bunch of, you know, open borders have a chunk of New Hampshire and everyone, you know, goes in and out of there freely. And then there's going to be a bunch of people who like very tightly controlled borders and they're going to be over in this chunk. I wonder if we'd see like the sort of uh, the ye old border town, 
right? You know, we're like one guy's chunk of land. You know, he just hosts various trades, right? He's the his land is known as the place where you go for the marketplace. So people from outside of the area can come freely, and people inside of the area can come freely, and they can make exchanges and trade on you know Bob's land now, right? Mm-hmm. Another another guy altogether. Right, you know, and that becomes sort of the you know the border town marketplace, if you will, on yeah. Bob's land. Yeah, there was this uh, French word for uh, uh, in the, where the mountain men used to all come to trade everything. Mm. But yeah, I expect uh, I can't think of it for the life of me at the moment. It's all right. It'll come to you in a, in a bit. I lose I, I lose several Coloradan points for for not remembering this word. Ten demerits issued. Ten demerits. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, absolutely right. There there will uh, there will be both. I have no doubt. And that's the thing is like government is so in the way of people figuring out better ways to transact with each other that we don't even know what it's going to look like. Yeah. We we can sit here and speculate and come up with ideas and brainstorm and maybe some of that comes to pass. Well, and if you just don't solve problems by threatening people, right. it will literally become more beautiful than we can possibly imagine. Are you threatening me? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I will say, though, like, if you ever want to move here, do it as soon as possible. Like, first mover advantage Dude, is I'm real. already here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm directing that to the, the, to the, listeners, the listeners. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, if, 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 they, if they ever want to move, man, first mover advantage is a real thing. Like, know your economics that's a huge thing like if you're out here early yeah. you're gonna have the connections you're gonna know people you're gonna know where things are at or where at things get like, into markets earlier and all that kind of thing like i i feel like i got here late like i it took me two tries to get here <laughs> and when i did finally get here in 2019 i already felt like i was late and you know i got to take advantage of some market things particularly property and that kind of a thing uh, and I, I've, and then like COVID kicked in like right mm-hmm. after I, and I'm like, whew, in the nick of fucking time, man, yeah. you know, like as, even though there were mandates and lockdown ask things here, it was still probably a better deal than most other places. Dude, the most amazing thing to me, and honestly, what I am sure saved my life was that I got to be in a whole community that knew this was bullshit. Yeah. And that was not going to be accessible to me in Colorado. Yeah. That's a fact. I sent some video of, uh, no, but I don't know if you participated in it or not, but the the anti-mask protest at the uh, co-op here Mm -hmm. in Keene. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I thought you were. Uh, So I I sent a clip of that video uh, to some friends of mine in Seattle during the height of the lockdown and the masking and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, so they were uh, like, why weren't they? <laughs> no, <laughs> the guy I sent it to, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something very close to this. Well, shit like that. You'd probably get fucking shot for here in the Seattle area. Mm. <laughs> Where are they going to get guns in Seattle? Well, no, the police have the guns. That's what I'm saying. Like when the police oh, show oh, up, the pigs would shoot you. The pigs would shoot you because the they police like in Seattle, the police in Seattle, uh, are all, a goddamned nightmare. All dress as if they're in SWAT at all times. They look like <sighs> I, I don't even know how to describe uh, what the, they they look like a paramilitary force just in their daily wear. 
right? They're carrying the AR-15s daily. Uh, I was at a bar, and some sort of a, a bar thing ensued, like a fight or something, and, and a group of people sort of like chased a guy down the street, and one of the persons called the police because they thought that they saw that this guy had a gun. And so uh, I, I'm outside having like a smoke, and I see this going. So I just kind of wander down the street to see what the commotion was about. The cops show up. Uh, and sort of, you know, surround the group. I was outside of the group, so I was just observing. And, oh, my gosh, man, you would have thought that uh, fucking martial law had been declared. Everybody in the whole group was on their knees and on the sidewalk, and, and all of the police had full masks on. You couldn't tell who was who. Their badges were covered up. Their name tags were covered up. They're carrying military weapons. They look like fucking snake eyes from the old G.I. Joe comic, right? All black, right? You know, like, what the fuck, dude? You know, <laughs> peace officer, my ass. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's the worst possible example of militarizing the police. Yeah, during my very, very brief stint in, in Seattle, like, holy shit, I heard so many nightmare stories about the police. They're all true. Yeah, they're all true. I would hear the same story from different sources. Seattle PD has worked very hard to have a reputation as a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. And they've got it, and they deserve it. That's what we call protective coloration. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how did we get on this? I don't even know. <laughs> Tangent. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the, uh, how the future of New Hampshire is more beautiful than we can possibly imagine, I, which is technically uh, true. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very glad that I'm here. I'm very glad that I got here when I did. I wished I'd have gotten here on the first try because oh, right, yeah. like, things could have been even better for me by now, but I, you know, whatever. I'm here. I think that we will look back on COVID as the hockey stick moment for the, the move. Because like that is what lit a fire under everyone's ass. There did seem to be a you know a, an influx of people that hasn't really trickled off. Nope. Uh, once that kicked in, uh, we see visitors coming in and showing up at the social gatherings and the the new movers parties and and all that kind of stuff uh, regularly. So there's at least a steady stream of mm -hmm. interest. It is not a trickle. And it I is think, a steady stream of interest. Yeah, and I think that's going to be going on for years because a bunch of people moved to Texas or Florida because they wanted to be free there. Right. And they're going to find out Texas ain't free. Florida ain't free. Like, they're, they're, they're police states just like everywhere else. So a certain percentage of people that moved for freedom to those places are going to go, oh, I guess I should go to New Hampshire. What is encouraging is uh, I'm aware of a number of people – and I, there's a term for this, and I don't know what it is, but they've they've moved again to New Hampshire. Like, they came here, and they lived here, and then, like, for whatever reason, they left. Maybe a job opportunity or, you know, family or whatever, something. But they've come back. They've yeah. moved again back to New Hampshire, and that is encouraging because what that tells me is that, you know, they got here, and they were like, okay, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's not as free as I thought it was or whatever. Uh, and then they move away, and then they go, oh, shit. <laughs> right? And and it's really easy to acclimate yourself to New yes. Hampshire. It's really easy. Like, just, you know, the lack of seatbelt alone, right? You can get in your car and leave your driveway without a seatbelt on, and you don't have to look over your shoulder and be afraid that the Poe is going to fucking pull you over. Right. You know? Now, I wear my seatbelt regularly, right? But every now and again, I just kind of forget to put it on. 
Yeah, leave the driveway. I get driving down the road like, oh, shit, I better put my seatbelt on. I wear my seatbelt because I think it's a good idea, not because I'm afraid that the man is going to fucking pull me over because he doesn't see a little strap over my shoulder, Mm -hmm. which is what I've had to do for most of my fucking adult life. Thank you, law enforcement, for your ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, and that's one of those things like uh, when I went for my uh, uh, high school reunion, I got a nice contrast of what it is like to be anywhere but new hampshire yeah and like you don't even notice that it's here until it's not i mean it is one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone so you try going somewhere else and you go oh wow i was really acclimated to a community of liberty and that's the other thing i you know, florida is a huge state mm-hmm. texas is a huge state new hampshire pretty small state Yes, it is. Right. So it's it's easier to find the community of freedom loving people in New Hampshire and be part of a community of freedom loving people in New Hampshire than it is in a large state like Florida mm-hmm. or Texas, for example. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest issue that people tend to have is like there are so many like tiny little pocket communities. And if they don't end up, you know, uh, talking with and hanging out with the one that that actually suits them, then they think that it doesn't exist. Right. And like, oh, my God, there are so many little pockets of like slightly different versions of liberty. And even if it doesn't exist, you can create it. Right. (laughs) Uh, and And that's the thing, like, as far as people moving to New Hampshire, like if I had my druthers. I'd want builders, right? And I don't necessarily mean, you know, like carpenters and, you know, yeah, tradesmen are are important in that. But I mean, people who are willing to build what that is, I don't know, build a community, build uh, technology, you know, build houses. I don't care. But like, you have to be willing to build. You're Mm -hmm. not going to show up here and have what you think freedom is. Right. You have to be willing to contribute to building. But again, you can't build anything if you don't have any capital. That's true. Well, and and that's that's one thing that I'm I am just sitting back with my popcorn and waiting for is because look, every every four years there's a halvening mm-hmm. of of, uh, of Bitcoin. And to explain to the listeners, uh, so every four years approximately, there's something built into the code to run Bitcoin where the the uh, benefit the, the mining reward yeah the mining reward gets cut in half right and every four years okay the happening occurs and then after that like after a little amount of time has passed then it start the price shoots up and then it crashes down but not back to where it was before right so the next time the price shoots up it's gonna be six figures so there's a lot of people who don't have the capital right now. I was I was talking with Mark Edge about this very subject, and I likened it to uh, a balloon filled with air being held down underwater. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just a matter of time until that thing floats to the top. Yeah, springs up above the water. It's just a matter of time. How long that yeah, is? I wouldn't be waiting for that with uh, BTC. I, I think BTC, BTC is going to fail, bro. I think. I'd love um, to hear how you think it's going to fail. Because I'm, I'm well, sure. How I think it's going to fail? Yeah. I think it's going to fail because um, 
you know, they can still only process seven transactions per second. Unless um, you use the Lightning Network. The the Lightning Network is, I mean, there's a couple issues with the Lightning Network. The first is uh, the the need to stake it um, and to leave money like stuck someplace where you have to pay a fee to get it back. Um, but the other thing is it's just it's not what Satoshi designed. Satoshi didn't design BTC. Satoshi designed BCH. Um, and uh, but but the other thing is what what software product are you still using version 1.0 of? Nothing. Uh, it's exactly. not version 1.0. Like they have made changes. It's just that it's slow to change. And that's the, that's actually part of the beauty of it is that it doesn't change all over the place. Like yeah, they're like, oh, we need to add tap change um, is is generally good in software. But I, um, I, I actually tend to agree with you know, with you, nobody about that. Like eventually the 1.0 version of a thing, you know, is going to be obsolete. I don't think that's going to happen before the next halvening. Right. Yeah, I I don't know when it's going to happen, but I I still expect the flippening. Okay. Um, I can I can tell you what I see as a necessary precondition for it to happen. Okay. What's that? Okay. So right now we are still in the value proposition level of Bitcoin for of cryptocurrency for everyone. Now after the value proposition is no longer in question, mm -hmm. then we start mm -hmm. moving to the spendability. And that's when people will want more transactions. But yeah. until but, but uh, until we hit that, that point. A lot of the use cases for cryptocurrency require that cryptocurrency be dirt cheap. And BTC will never be dirt cheap because they've got this idea that it can be digital gold that you know maybe they've maybe they've forgotten maybe they were never gold people maybe they don't remember that the problem with gold is you can't fucking spend it uh, well i think <laughs> there's a i think there's a really solid argument for even when we reach the point where we're not worried about the value proposition where we're worried about spendability even then i, I think there's a really good argument that okay this is the http layer of things and now we're going to build an internet on top of it. They, well, they don't have a desire to do that. Uh, BTC that's, is, is that's what one lightning of, is. BTC is one of the chains. Well, BTC only talks to be, or lightning only talks to BTC though. You know, there's Currently. a lot of, of ecosystems out there like Komodo like yep. uh, Stellar, yep. like that, that are all about becoming the ch becoming uh, places where chains come together. Right. And the mm -hmm. thing is, designing a single chain that can meet all the needs of the world is damn near impossible. Sure. Yeah, I think but that's designing, fair. Designing just like trying to build a single bank 
to service every customer in the world would be impossible. Different people want different things. Well, and so here's here's what I've thought for, I mean, since more or less the beginning. Like, okay, right now, it's niches, right? Okay, right now, the super-de-duper big niche is being gold-like, right. being a store of value. Like, that is the big, big niche. Now, the next biggest niche is the utility niche, and that's what Ethereum's uh, uh, dominating. But I mean, like the nature of this thing suffers from some of the same problems, especially high fucking fees. Oh, yeah. It's It's supposed to be dog shit. Ethereum's the fucking worst. You're not supposed to be paying more to transact with Bitcoin than you do to transact with your goddamn credit card at 3%. Right. And I've. Yeah. And. well, and, and, and my point is, like, the, the way this thing works, as long as any of these niches exist, then you can have as many different coins as you can convince people might possibly have value. Right. And I'm not saying because the miners can switch, can I'm switch. I'm not saying mining. crypto isn't going to do it. Right. I'm saying BTC well, is and, not going to be. Well, here's the. What, it's not going to be what the maximalists think it is. Well, let Monopoly me let me run this. Let me run this. Happen po- in a free market. Well, let me run this possibility by you then. So, what I think is probably going to happen is like, okay, niches are going to open up, like spendability, and eventually privacy. Mm-hmm. And so, like right now, it's like forty uh, percent of the of the value is in BTC, and twenty percent of it is in uh, ETH. But I think that as these uh, as these become important to people, like that that ratio is going to massively reduce. So it's not that BTC will lose all of its value or anything. It'll just be a smaller percentage of a yeah, much bigger uh, of a much bigger pie. And what's going to take up a bigger a big chunk of the bigger pie is going to be. I mean, it's a market, right? So maybe it'll be BCH. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it'll be something else. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would expect it probably to be, to be other things. The, the other issue, and I don't know how big this is mathematically, but it's something that concerns me from time to time in the middle of the night, is what would happen if uh, the big, because we don't know who Satoshi was, right? Um, so we have to assume that there's at least a possibility that Satoshi was the NSA. So the, the thing that I wonder is if Satoshi was the NSA, they presumably have the keys to the big ass bags that Satoshi, uh, that Satoshi is still holding. Right. That what never happens moved. if they mm-hmm. drop all, if they dump all that shit and that would affect, all of the Bitcoin, most of the Bitcoin change. I mean, aren't chains. there anybody who didn't reset their their database when they forked? Aren't there, you know, these types of whales, these anonymous, you know, chunks of coins have never moved on almost every cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. Um, they. They, well, they certainly exist on nearly all of the BTC forks because. Uh, you know, we, every every time they forked, they just they just stayed. Um, the uh, there are other coins that have similar issues. Dash is an example. Ripple is an example. Massive pre mines. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. 
you know. Um, yeah, which is where the the creators of the coin uh, sectioned off a huge chunk for themselves before letting anyone else get any. Right. Yeah. Uh, just right. for for those who might not know what that is, and, and mm-hmm. so so uh, two things. Number one, I think it is extremely unlikely, definitely possible, but extremely unlikely that it is uh, NSA or CIA or whatever that that built this thing. And if they did, oh man, what a critical error. Because you handed us the the tool mm-hmm. to destroy you. Um, well, number the, two, the things that they wouldn't have thought of if they if they did do it. Yeah, it's possible. Is the is the flock of fucking altcoins that they don't have the same control of. The other possibility about the NSA maybe having built it is it's it's definitely possible for them to have built a flaw into the encryption of BTC again where possible the mathematician but... mathematicians haven't found it for example yeah one but... of the things I found do is you I've know how many brains thinking... are working on that problem though like it's possible A but if it exists then it is damn near impossible it, but they to don't find. but they don't know everything for example I was reading up on uh, on elliptical curve uh, cryptography and they talk about right over this my head uh that okay that's the crypt that's the kind of cryptography that we use in most uh nearly all cryptocurrencies well the interesting thing about it is we use a particular curve and this curve is called uh hold on one sec Right. Well, while you think about it, I also want to point out that, yeah, okay, even if uh, BTC gets crashed because it was a CIA plot from the beginning, okay, it's possible, even if that happens, like as you point out, there's all these other altcoins. So even if you crash BTC, or or even even if you crash- I'm not saying anything about the altcoins. I'm only saying that I don't, Bitcoin, I don't think, Bitcoin is going to be anywhere near the be all and end all when everything when everything is fallen down. I just don't see it. There, there's another but. thing, and this affects me more because I'm a I'm I'm a tech guy. I'm I, I'm 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 a fucking IT guy, which is when your system goes down. You and customers are depending on it. You bring it back up right now by any means necessary. And mm-hmm. in 2017, when transactions were taking weeks to clear, and it was costing $50 sometimes to get a transaction across the BTC blockchain. And what did they do? They said, well, we're going to start working on this lightning thing and we'll be done with it in eh, a couple of years. They're still not really done with it. Um, and and True. that's just, I mean, for, as an IT guy, that's just unacceptable to me. That's not how it's done. You you when when it goes on a, down, on a production system, right? Then yeah. you have to look I, at block stream. However, I, I just want to point something out here for a minute. Uh, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong here, nobody. My understanding of BTC is that they are still governed by a group of developers. Is that correct? Um, 
Yeah, basically the power is vested in the developers and the miners. All right, so between the developers and the miners, uh, if some new uh, method of you know making transactions faster uh, is developed and implemented, it is still mm-hmm. possible for Bitcoin and their developers to implement that and change Bitcoin uh, from a code level to facilitate that in the same way it's that possible, but very unlikely in the same way that uh, whenever something new is developed in like privacy coins, for example, at I I'm speaking way above my level of understanding here, but I understand that there are uh, uh, things called uh, snarks mm-hmm. uh, that are sort of a, you know, a linchpin of the privacy feature in mm-hmm. privacy coins. So once that came to light in one coin, anybody else who wanted to be a privacy coin could go and copy that code because it's all open source and implement that in their coin. Mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, Bitcoin could implement privacy features as they're developed by other coins, right? They could, but I'd be very surprised if they did. Ah, oh, 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 hold they've on, hold shown on. themselves to be extremely I'm just saying, well, hold on. No, no, resistant. I, I understand, change. but I'm just saying that we're talking about a competitive market. Right. Right. We don't we don't have right. a competitive market right now because there's just not enough impetus in it. Like the value of uh, of the well, entire cryptocurrency pretty, isn't high enough. Pretty- competitive market there's like twenty thousand coins out there there's also the thing where you don't have to change things on the base layer you can take all of these innovations that other coins are coming up with and change your layer two on that so like instead of trying to change things on the http protocol level you're changing things on the uh www dot protocol or uh, uh implementation of that protocol right so you can take like the zk snarks if that works or or you know this or that or the other thing and you can just try it out on this layer two and if people like it then that becomes kind of what people use where where are you going to get the bandwidth for that on btc though same Seven way do, transactions per second. Same way you do it on Lightning. Lightning's off chain. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly my point. So, like, uh, y- you can do things so, where, so like, when you go off chain, you're you're throwing a, a huge part of what makes the blockchain vital that un that in, immutability, the 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 verifiability. You're throwing that in the trash. Uh, well, okay, hold on, hold on. So let's look at an example of like what exists. Okay, right now, uh, very, very slow to to get a a finalization uh, in one of these uh, uh, houses. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, clearing houses, mm-hmm. uh, like the SWIFT system. So like your your banks finally agreeing with other banks that that check you wrote was good and this money is transferred from here to here that takes fucking weeks to get done yeah still but oh, yeah. not just well, that's not hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on nobody can you give me a second please go ahead go ahead okay now that doesn't mean that you can't cash your check and it be spent today like this second or you know when when you swipe your card, like we operate on that, and it works really really well. So even having those seven transactions, only every now and again, do you need to put it in the like absolute written in stone level? 
Sounds like making safe drops when you manage the convenience store. Yes, exactly. Every now and again, you you, you clear out the till, take the majority of the money, and toss it in the safe, and mm-hmm. then you know you, you keep going. Your business still open, mm-hmm. and that can be implemented either by a layer two solution or by a coin. Because like uh, I know that um, uh, uh, R. Yeah. Uh, uh, pirate pirate chain. chain, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that that was one of the things that they did. Um, uh, Komodo also did this, where like every now and again they would uh, put a transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain that like verified that everything was up to snuff, and then they went back about their business, which meant that they could like add all of the the certainty and security of of the the Bitcoin blockchain, but only every now and again. Well, that that's not all of it, though, because if you're if you're only periodically throwing a hash onto the onto the blockchain, uh, that does give you the ability to to know that your hashes haven't changed, um, but it doesn't necessarily. Um, and and I'm not saying that 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 this isn't a useful thing because this is something that that I've actually considered for uh, for uh other coins but um but yeah i mean that that actually without even without even arguing the uh that 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 doesn't contain all the data still that's an opportunity for something not btc so that that militates toward uh that that doesn't necessarily improve the prospects for btc itself all right, uh, I just want to say to both of you guys, we got about three minutes or so. So, okay. final arguments. The elliptical curve uh, that that we use is called SECP256K1. Um, now, the the thing about it is, you generate your private key, and that's just a number. Uh, it's what they call a scalar number. Um, and then to get your get your public key, you reflect that uh, ge- geometrically. Uh, you reflect that number off the curve, and you get back two numbers: an x and y position of basically where it hits. Um, okay. And you can, and that's your public key. Um, now the point that that. They could, reflect could I have the other minute and a half, please? Everything off. Hold on a sec. The the point that they reflect everything off is called G, and it's just a particular set of X Y coordinates on that curve. the The thing that that kind of blew my mind was when when I when I was reading this tutorial, it says, "Yeah, nobody really knows why they chose that particular value as G." <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit frightening all right as, okay. as, um, as, uh, as a computer guy okay right. peakless okay so here's my thing sure there there may very well come a time where btc is no longer the big dog in bitcoin however we have to graph that against the fact that the value of uh central bank uh fiat currencies is moving into the blockchain structure. So it really doesn't matter if it gets dethroned because it's all still going to be way more valuable than the fiat that we put into it in the first place. 
All right. Well, uh, thanks to both of you. Thanks to our callers. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to Beard Talk Live. I'm going to take us out because I know for a fact the three of us agree that uh, the government totally sucks. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get naked while he smoked on the weed. He was a genius, but if he was here today, the government would fuck him up his right to day. Now let me tell you something about the government. Uh-huh. They're fucking up the environment. They're taking all the fucking beautiful animals. Yeah. And making them fucking extinct Oh no The government totally sucks You motherfucker The government totally sucks The government